and welcome to rpg digest in this live stream format podcast we echo back at max while he's talking and discuss tabletop role-playing games and comment on the rpg hobby as a whole i am the echoey john max the Outlaw, your favorite and most cherished curmudgeon critic and along with me is the less echoey and much more reasonable and centered and responsible Oh, whatever. Brett, heathen dog Grissomer. How are you today, sir? I'm doing all right. I hope everyone's doing all right as well. Uh, today, we are going to start off with a new uh, RPG. This is, the eighth, this is the eighth edition of Castle Castle. No, they don't do editions. They don't do editions. They do printing. Sorry, Sorry eighth printing. <laughs> Sorry. And uh, if you were, if you're hoping for a change from Battle Lords, you may Oh, we'll see. We'll see. We'll go through it. Um, I barely started it. I was going to go through it a lot yesterday, and then uh, apparently I had an eye injury, so you know, didn't didn't get quite through it as much as uh, I'd hoped. But hey, we do we remember what we liked and didn't? You know, we should wait till segment one so we can kind of recap uh, sure. seventh printing and then uh, go with this. So, uh, how was your week? All right. Well, it was it was uh, some of it was bad. Uh oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the uh, the booster shots became available, and uh, my wife wanted me to get it. She got it. She wanted me to get it. I was like, eh. The the first shot laid me out for three and a half days. Uh, uh, I'm I'm all right. And are you doing I, the Johnson and Johnson one? Yeah, I, I did the Johnson Johnson one. So it laid me out for three and a half days. 102 degree fever, sweats, chills, couldn't eat. Every, every every muscle was on fire it was not fun right so i'm like i don't really want this this is this is not for me and and then i i look back at all the text messages i got from the school uh th th this child's presumed positive this child's presumed positive this child's presumed positive and then uh, a kid in uh in his band class and in, in, my, in my, my son's band class was positive so he had to get uh swab for three days in a row <laughs> to be let back into school and i'm like fine all right i'll get it <laughs> I mean, jesus come on so and how'd then, that work out for you uh only only 24 hours of horrible nonsense but uh, <laughs> that was that was thursday that was i got the shot on wednesday to make sure that whatever effects would have would not be with me today but they were with me on thursday i didn't stream on thursday okay <laughs> and it was bad i mean i was like shaking uncontrollably i actually uh joked with uh with sheriffs when i told him about this that uh uh, if, if he is, if, if Michael J. Fox was there watching me, he'd be like, God damn, man, this guy's got, got bad. 
that's that's what he would done. He said that's a horrible taste joke. And I went, yeah. Well, I, you know, I, I didn't have that with the shots, but I, uh, the last time I had the flu, it was like that, or actually is a flu on top of bronchitis symptoms. If you remember when I was in Germany, I was having bronchitis symptoms also yeah. for like, like two years. Month. Yeah. yeah. Uh, man, I was like, <laughs> like, what the hell? Like I'm walking to the bathroom. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I, had have... to, I had to go into the bathroom cause it's the smallest room in the house. The, the downstairs bathroom, close the door, bring in a space heater and turn on the hot water. <laughs> Oh yeah, dude. When, when I when I've got those shakes, oh, I just go straight to the bathtub and I soak in that thing. I, it's like scalding. Frogs are dead, floating upside down underneath that thing. But I'm still sitting there. Go, oh god, yes. <laughs> Come oh, out, my I, skin is bright red. I, I couldn't take a bath. This was two in the morning. I just wanted to stop shaking so I could go to sleep. Oh, I, I'll sleep in the bathtub. I don't care. <laughs> like at that point. Hello, oh, Sharers. Heath and Dog's joke is funny. Yes. Well, that's uh, because else? I like offensive jokes. <laughs> there you go. What else? Um, so other than trying to die. No. I oh uh I don't know. I already, I already told everyone about the 10th day Tennessee trip. Yeah, yep, you did. Yeah, I did. Um so nothing else interesting this week because you're you know sick throughout it. Yeah, I, I halfway finished the the last uh, episode for the Shadowrun series in Magic, halfway finished it, and then I had trouble pressing the keys for a while because my hands were shaking. <laughs> so I had to stop. And then, and then it, I just got uh, Thursday was the worst, but Friday and Saturday morning, I was still really sore and low energy and all that stuff. You know, mm -hmm. that's, that's oh, so yeah. I didn't get, I didn't finish it. Yeah, and, I did the uh, Pfizer my, thing. Yeah, oh, sorry, my, my dog's going into surgery tomorrow. Oh, wow. What, what happened? Get, uh, tumors. Oh, Jesus. Out of her mouth. I got to cut them out. Starting to interfere with their eatings. So that's going to be tomorrow. I don't know. I don't know how long it's going to take. I don't know how it's going to go. They're just going to, you know, I got to, I got to drop her off at 8 a.m. And then stay by the phone until they call and say, come get her. Or, you know, we have to, we have to do something with the body or whatever happens during surgery. I don't know. Wow. Wow. I'm preparing myself. For Poor that. doggy. <laughs> Are you preparing your kid by saying that? No, you can't hear me, thankfully. Oh, okay. Wow. All right. Um, see, uh, I I just had a really boring week until yesterday. Uh, I've been on, I've been trying to jump on like everybody's streams. <laughs> so I've been yapping a lot. I kind of lost my voice on uh, Thursday or Friday. Oh, Friday, actually, uh, on the Friday Night Chill stream. I kind of lost my voice a little bit. But, uh, yeah, just, you know, trying to spread the word of Leeds and a myth by hanging out with some other people. Uh, GM Fritz has been, I don't know why he still lets me on the show. <laughs> I go in there you and I just start talking. the whole thing every time uh, you come on. Yeah, I derail it. Like, you know, he wants to keep his, you know, like non-political and so forth. And, you know, then I start talking. <laughs> like, am I allowed to say that? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so talking about that, I was on yesterday. And uh, I told you a little bit before the stream, but uh, I thought I... I, I was just talking with them and he started uh, talking about, you know, uh, something that he does in Pathfinder too. And in the meantime, I had like something drop into my eye or so I thought. And uh, I was like, ah, skin flake. And you got, you know, that little black spot that's in front of there, you know, you're trying to blink it out and so forth. But um, it wasn't a skin flake because, you know, that would hurt like hell. Believe me, eyelashes hurt. No, no, no. Apparently, I, I finally went to the bathroom, looked in the mirror and I had what basically to me looked like a pomegranate seed stuck to my eyelid or eyelid 
It's like, uh, couldn't get it out. Couldn't, uh, yeah, it was gross. Uh, ended up having to go to the emergency room because, uh, apparently I had a blood vessel in my eye burst or not in my eye, but in my eye, eyelid burst and, and bled into my eye. It's awesome. So now I'm on this uh, goo and I, this eye, like if I look like I'm tearing up out of this eye, it's because everything's foggy. They gave me this goo I have to put on there and it won't blink out. It's like, it's still there. It's like, yeah. They're like, don't drive. I'm like, uh, I work they're like, well, that's a neat trick, but don't drive. And I'm like, whatever. But then after you know a couple of blanks and it's smeared around and so forth, I, I put it in like an hour and a half ago or my wife did it because I'd pass out if I did it. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, it's still cloudy. So uh, yeah. DC, what are we talking about? DCC, what's going on? Question for you both. Uh, what was the RPG? Oh, just had a question. Oh, oh the funnel. The, the yeah. yeah, that's yeah. a DCC and MCC. Mutant Crawl Classics. I prefer Mutant Crawl Classics to Dungeon Crawl Classics. Let's... That's because you like anthropomorphized animals. There's no animals in there. Yep. Trees. There are trees. Oh, in... sorry. No, no, no. I like it because I, I, I'm not big into Gonzo, but if you're going to do Gonzo, it has to be post apocalyptic future ray gun type stuff. Uh, so. Can I have... Oh my god, it's that guy again. <laughs> Adam's Coke. We're just going to call him Adam's Coke. <laughs> Thank you. Good afternoon. How are you doing today? Baldar <laughs> uh, <laughs> says you're trying to excuse your crying as a medical condition, Bob, but we know you're a giant pussy. And Noro beat his ass. <laughs> she did. <laughs> she did. She's like, get on your stream. Make more money. <laughs> I don't know how. <laughs> Haven't tried uh, doing a phone yet. Well, if uh, if you look uh, at the YouTube page, uh, look for the Legion of Myth live stream. I did a uh, I did a character creation segment on it, and I actually took my four characters through the funnel as an example of what could happen. And then it, 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 during that adventure, it whittled me down to one, and then that was my character. And I rolled randomly to see which one would survive before the stream, and I you know you know, uh, acted out the, the story as player and game master, which is hard enough. So I'd plan it out and, uh, to, to give an example of what can happen during, during the, during the funnel, when you're brought down to one. So share says, what's the, what's the difference between the two dungeon crawl classics is fantasy dungeons, dragons type stuff. And mutant crawl classics is more like Mad Max, uh, futuristic ish kind of stuff. No magic though. Right. Uh, I think so. I think psychics, if I remember correctly. Crap! I'd have to. I'd have to pull it out. Ah, I can't reach. Like, uh, are they like a uh, um, Total Recall Mars mutants? <laughs> All mutants are psychic. So mutant crawl classics. Okay. Uh. Oh yeah. See, this is why I like mutant crawl classics because in a fantasy setting, I don't want this. But in kind of a sci-fi thing, look at that crazy tree dude. And if you can see it, if not, oh, well, I guess there are anthropomorphic animals. Uh, they're healers, mutants, uh, manimals. They're called manimals. Eh, I see what they manimals. did there. Yeah, that was a really <laughs> great show in the 80s, by the way. No, oh, that's right. <laughs> no, it wasn't. No, there was, a, there was a TV show called Manimal. And it, it was it was about a guy who could transform into or take aspects of animals. It was bad. It was bad. Well, let's see. Plantient, uh, that's the plant creatures. Uh, you can be deciduous, car uh, conifer. I can't see out of my left eye. Fruit bearing. You can be a fern. <laughs> it's going to be a great day then, huh? I know. Character classes. Let's look at it. So that's a manimal class, rover class. I don't know, man. Like, yeah, maybe. 
I haven't read through. Oh, there are mutations, of course. You know, of course. Yep. I mean, you got to have that gas generation. Is so they kind of have powers. Look, somebody who knows about the game better than me. This is actually a game I want to cover at some point, but we keep getting inundated with other games. So. Uh, Chris Black, uh, like like I said earlier, you know, I did a whole thing on the Dungeon Crawl Classics. I uh, went with the Legion Myth live stream. I would do a thirty minute segments. It would be an introduction, uh, backstory of the game, uh, mechanics of the game, character generation, and for DCC, I did an example funnel. So all of that is on uh, is on the YouTube channel. So yeah, Chris Black says uh, not his cup of tea. No, I, I get that. I, I you know it's not for everybody. I like it because uh, I don't know if I'm going to do Gonzo, I want it to be with ray guns and weird plant creatures and you know tar monsters and whatever the hell else. If you're gonna go Gonzo with it, go all out. <laughs> like go. Hey, this rock is glowing. Do you think it's safe? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> nah. You should put that down before. Oh, cancer. <laughs> no, no, you don't get cancer in Gonzo. You get superpowers. Oh, you get right, to turn big right. green with your pants. It's awesome. It's the, they, they have comic book radiation rather than <laughs> regular radiation. Right, exactly. <laughs> Nobody wants the regular type because that's very disgusting if you've ever yeah. heard about how you actually die from that. So you turn into a rat man. Well, it might happen. Or in my case, apparently I took an, I turned into a spider monkey. <laughs> spider monkey max. <laughs> So uh, actually, let's talk about that real quickly. Uh, I already said it on the Friday stream, even made a little video about it, but we're going to say it again for the people who are watching here. If you go to Rob's Game Group, uh, you'll know that we had a little back and forth going on between uh, him and me, because, uh, you know, I called him. I, I deservedly called him out for his shenanigans. <laughs> oh, not at all. Uh, we were openly open. Can't even talk. We we're openly joking about it. And uh, we went back and forth, but apparently he got some people disgruntled at him. I got some people disgruntled at me. You know, it was jokes, people. Rob and I, I like, that was all in good fun. We were talking about it openly about how we were going to do this. So if you're mad at Rob, don't be mad at Rob. It was it was fun times. Uh, so him and the OGGM, we we're just making fun of each other, make, kind of making fun of the Internet. You know how the Internet like, I'm going to do a reaction video. Hell, we've done it here a couple of times, you know, things like that. It's just having fun. Let people have fun. And now I feel like I got a tumor in my hand. What the hell's going on here? You are falling apart, man. I am. I'm only 48, and I'm healthy. At least I think I am. No, you're not. Uh, shut up. <laughs> you haven't exercised in two years. You, you eat like a like a college kid. You're not healthy. I am very healthy. I walk a mile and a half a day every day at work because I have nothing else to do. You're also unfulfilled. <laughs> <laughs> Which is worse. You, you are both physically and psychologically unhealthy. What? What else do I want to talk about? Because I certainly okay, don't want to talk. Chris I don't want to talk to you my, anymore. My DCC videos are in his player's guide. Oh. I put a little document together for people to get familiar with the game and has got a bunch of YouTube stuff, yours included. Oh, that's nice. Nice. Yeah. Didn't you get some hate on some of your D Oh, the hate you got on your DCC videos because you told people to go to Amazon. And apparently, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I, 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 I want to address that. Listen, listen, listen. When there were blacksmiths in the world and they were pounding out horseshoes and nails and so forth, and then the automobile came around and people got mad. Roar! Yeah, you're going to put the blacksmith out of business. That's called life, people. If Amazon is putting the small mom and pop store, I'm sorry. No, as a small business myself, I get it. I'm sorry. But I am going to buy it where the Chinese labor is the cheapest. Like I, I'm, I'm Poe. I can't even uh, before the last two letters there. I, I, I can't. 
I can't justify going, well, I'll pay it for 60 bucks here or oh, wait, I can get it for $30 here. I'm going to Amazon. Yeah. I'm sorry uh, that that's the way it is, but for, for, for my, for my recommendations, I, I try to think about how it's most easily attainable for the, uh, you know, for the, for, and, and for the best price. Now, if it's close, if the actual developer's website is within a dollar or two of Amazon or our, uh, or RPG digest, no, sorry, or uh, drive through RPG. If it's within a dollar or two, I'll say it and I'll say, Hey, you may want to give more money to the creator, but for larger books, especially core rule books of, you know, of significant size, it's usually not close. Right. Yeah. Uh, for, uh, for example, the, the, the module I did for uh post-mortem studios, the, the, uh, uh, Gaio or what I, I, I lost Giallo, Giallo, Giallo. Yeah. The, the, uh, Giallo series, I did one of those and it was only 16 cents difference from drive through RPG to, uh, post-mortem studios. So I was like, you know, just give them the 16 cents, just go ahead and toss them the 16 cents. It's, it's no, it's no skin up your back, right? Come on. But yeah, so a lot, a lot of books are just not close. Amazon beats it by at least 10 bucks. And, and, and it sucks that, that it is that way. Cause to be fair, I understand why people don't like that and they don't want to support that. I, I fully do get it. But with that said, I've got to go, what's the most economically viable. It's just, you know, I don't know what else to tell you. So if you want, if you, if that's going to be your, your hill to die on, I, I support you in that. I really do. I, I, Thank you for supporting your uh, friendly local gaming store or whatever that stupid acronym is. Uh, I wish I could, but yeah. So also I'm lazy. If I go to my game store, I have to drive there. Amazon drives to me. So like, I pay for convenience. Always have. Uh, so if it's both cheaper and I don't have to like lift a finger to go do it, guess what? <laughs> That's a win-win. So... Anyway, uh, let's see what we got here. Are you going to do a watch party tonight or no? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I was waiting until we got more people online, but this is good. Uh, for the last three or four years, I've done a, a viewing on Halloween of the original Night of the Living Dead because it's it, they didn't copyright it. No one did. They all forgot or did it wrong or whatever. So mm -hmm. it's it's completely free use. Uh, YouTube doesn't understand this. Twitch Twitch sometimes does doesn't understand this. Someone invariably tries to claim it <laughs> for some reason and it gets shot down every time but uh what, what we do is we'll we'll watch the movie i'll stop it every once in a while with trivia or um uh and, and explain you know what the what the person who played this this character thought about doing this or doing that or whatever you know from testimony or whatever stuff like that but yeah it should be fun i mean uh uh, the, the original black and white is really good and it, uh, it really mixed entertainment, horror and social commentary with a surprise ending that, uh, that was a, a really good mixture and really good, uh, theme and tempo throughout. It was good. It was a good movie. So what, what time is this going to be tonight? See, I, I wanted to ask everyone here because, uh, you know, it is Sunday, so you're probably not going out to Halloween parties or whatever. Because you know tomorrow's a work day and your your work do doesn't care that it's Halloween today. Should I start earlier or should I start later? If I start too early, then the then the um, Pacific time zone people are going to be you know 
eating or not even home from work yet or whatever, you know, so maybe I'll start at eight, maybe I'll start at nine. What, what do you think? And uh, you can ask this again during segments two and three, if you want as well. In, in between. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so question for you. Uh, so I'm getting ready to go to the hospital yesterday yep. and all of a sudden kids started coming to my door with parents. Like, I mean, not just one family. Like it was as if yesterday was Halloween. What is that? Like, I was not expecting. I even asked, like, well, what are you guys doing here? <laughs> like, uh, is that happening in your area? No, anybody, it's not. anybody on, on chat, is that happening in your area? I was totally not expecting that. Like, we have candy. My wife is still working on a couple of Halloween decorations. I'm not a holiday person, so I couldn't give a F less. Like, yeah, come on by. Here's candy. Uh, I, you know, that's, that's my extent. Again, I'm lazy. L A Z. L A Z I. <laughs> but uh but no that that didn't happen that didn't happen for me at all uh you, you told me about it yesterday and i was like what and no no one came by nothing like that i mean we don't get a lot of trick-or-treaters here because uh they're uh two well, you're, streets you're over from eight mile the, <laughs> no no uh two two streets over from mine is the is the main thoroughfare through our neighborhood and everyone's lights are on on Halloween on that street. So it's, it's just, you go up and down both sides of that street. You will fill a, a, a what do you call it? A, a, a pillowcase of candy. So the kids usually just go up and down that street and not ours. By the way, I want to thank Baron G rock also for subbing again to Legion of myth. Thank you, sir. Oh, sweet. Thank you. And crafty. Thank you for the donation. Yeah. So it's just, it was weird to me. I wasn't, so, you know, again, I've lived in Germany for 10 years. <laughs> you know, I wasn't, uh, wasn't ready for it. Um, but we'll see if we get people tonight as well. Uh, I'll be working on videos and my wife, I don't know what she'll be doing. So, you know, we'll answer. I, I, hey, you know, if the kids come by, I want to make sure they get something. I'm, I'm not that much of a jerk where I'm like, go away, kids. I don't want you here. Plus we've got so much candy. <laughs> what we used to do in Germany, because we get like three people that would come by and my door was far away and I didn't want to like, I'm doing stuff. I don't want to just have to stand by for the three kids that are going to come by over the course of six hours. Forget that. I got crap to do. So I just put a big bucket out there and just say, take it. And of course, I think the first kid that comes by looks at it and said, okay, <laughs> because by the time we get out there, it's empty. <laughs> like, like, oh, well, and I'm telling you, nobody came by. Like, but uh, here, they're all polite here in Alabama, like taking one. I'm like, grab a handful. Come on. <laughs> like, okay. Mom's like, <laughs> Let me dump some more in there. One kid was like, I want the bubble gum. It's like, who the hell wants the bubble gum? Yeah, take that. Save the take good the stuff. Gum, man. I mean, it's, it's, it's like saying, I, I, I'd rather have the candy corn. Keep your Twix. You know, like, right? what? <laughs> no, 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 no. You know what? You know what, old man? That, uh, that uh, a little friggin' foamy popcorn. Not no, a foamy peanut crap. That's what I want. That's what I want, old man. You can keep your Snickers bars. Right. Uh. Yeah, I, uh, I I was always when I was younger as a kid. I loved Smarties. I know a lot of people don't, but I love Smarties. No, those little it. little uh, just pure sugar and a freaking oh, yeah. disc, man. Come on. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, some people like candy corn, but those people we call weird and probably should have their heads examined. Yeah, some people really like blood sausage too, but I don't listen to them either. <laughs> uh, do not disturb. Wow, <laughs> check my disc. I don't keep Discord up when I'm streaming because it likes to mess with my audio oh wax the, the oh. little wax lips and stuff the wax lips and wax fangs and stuff like that oh yeah, yes I, I don't see that anymore 
No. Yeah, I don't, I don't like those. So Crafty uh, posted a bunch of pictures of his, uh, of his decorations. You should post that under, um, on our Discord, post that under Nerd Projects. That's a nerd yeah. project. I think that's a nerd project. Because those are good pictures. If I start showing them off here, I'm telling you, Discord messes with my... I wouldn't be surprised now if my camera goes weird. It did on Friday again. Like, two hours into the stream, all of a sudden it decided to just wash me in magenta. Or actually, it looked like I got desaturated with some magenta. It's like, what the hell? It's like, oh, Max put on his cold lights. Uh, it's something. I say, uh, say, have to say Halloween is getting traction in the UK more and more. Yeah, in the States, it's, it's going away. It's not like it was when, uh, when I was a kid, that's for sure. But uh, um, so we talked, so you're going to have your watch party and in the uh, chat, uh, and we'll bring it up again just in case anybody missed it, but uh, we'll bring it up. Do you tell us what time you'd kind of like the watch party and Heathen Dog will accommodate to the best visibility? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking uh, um, 2100 Eastern, and that would be uh, um, 8 p.m. Central time is, is a good time to start. You know, it, it should be more than two and a half hours, but I don't want to start too early. I don't want to start. I don't want to start too late because there's work tomorrow, stuff like that. Yeah. So I'm teleworking I'm now. So if, if you guys have any suggestions, you know, to thread that particular needle, that'd be good. Yep. All right. Let's uh, go through our stuff so we can get to what we actually want to talk about today. Um, we already told you who we are. Well, I was on the screen long enough. Hey, and everybody knows hashtag RPGate. Remember, playing these games, it's about escapism, not representation. It's about entertainment over activism. Just have fun, play games, and don't worry about the lich's phylactery. Oh, did you hear about that? No. Oh, we'll talk well, no, about I, that. I, obviously, I've heard of the magical item, but... No, 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 we're going to talk about that for just a moment in segment two. We talked about it on Friday, but uh, just a heads up for people out there. You're no longer allowed to say phylactery. It's now Soul Cage. Why are you not? Never mind. Well, I'll wait. Yep, yep. Just remind me to bring bring up the Soul Cage and and of course organic diversity from natural inclusion. Don't worry about who's at your table. Don't. Who cares what that person believes in? Who cares who that person sleeps with? As long as that person isn't proselytizing to you and being a dick at your table, just sit there, and play games, and have fun. And you can find us on Discord on Locals. I actually started using Locals a little bit this week. Yay! Uh, and our red bubble locals is weird though. So I try to put the streams up there and you can make like a playlist kind of like you do for, uh, what's it called in Twitch? Um, uh, I forget what it's called, but the playlist like you have for YouTube and so yeah. forth, but I can never save anything to the same playlist twice. It's like, um, it's a playlist. Why not? So I can't figure that part out, but you know, it's weird. Uh, and I added a new shirt on Redbubble. It just says I am Legion and has our URL on there with the big orange claw. Looks awesome. So it's a new shirt on Redbubble. And by the way, Rob's game group decided to, you know, steal our grift. He's now on uh, Redbubble. So if you want to look for Rob's game group on Redbubble, he's got some shirts, the Dungeon Pastor shirts. <laughs> what? Uh, Dungeon Pastor, nice little double entendre. Uh, apparently, you you're Grognards. You live in the past. You're, you're not Dungeon Masters. You're Dungeon Pastors. But also, oh. but also the whole preaching of Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, okay. I, yeah, that's where I thought it was going at first. The whole preachy thing. Yeah, Legion of Myth will never have a union. I will dissolve Legion of if if Heathen Dog were to try to unionize, I would just <laughs> dissolve. Myself? Yeah, I would just dissolve Legion of Myth and say, "Ha ha, I don't have a company anymore. Go fuck yourself." I, I, I easy. All, all I got to do is say yes to myself. I do that all the time. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> 
no, uh, Max is very anti-union. I, I like the idea of unions, the, like the 1920s idea of unions. Like, hey, uh, can we not have Chinese sla- or American slave labor? But the way unions are now, screw that. I, I, I'm a right to work type person. I think Heathen Dog might be a little more unionized being up there in automotive Michigan. I don't know. But... Well, All right. No, no, I don't want to get into that. Yeah. Follow <laughs> us. Uh, just, just know that if, if Heathen Dog starts a Heathen Dog union, uh, local number one, uh, actually for him, it'd probably be the local number 69. Uh, no, it, it would, uh, it, it, Legion of Myth would change its name to Legend of Myth, M Y F F, uh, because uh, I would change the company. <laughs> So, I need more bargaining power. Yeah, that's it. I thought Legion with more of a confederacy. I am all about confederations. Um, but you can find us. At, that's our website on Odyssey. I think we're streaming there now. I hope we're successfully streaming there now. Looks like. um, good. Uh, obviously, YouTube and Twitch. And if you really want us to get some money and not have Twitch and YouTube and everybody else steal it from us, you can donate through PayPal and Streamlabs where uh, their cut is much, much smaller. That's uh, up to you guys. The LOM confederacy. There you go. On oh, this week on crap, is it Tuesday or Wednesday? What was it last week? Shiza, I don't oh, remember. It's either Tuesday. the oh my god, my first rant about gatekeepers. No, it was Wednesday. Wednesday, Wednesday. Okay, so then it's going to be Tuesday this week at like 9 p.m. or something central, so 10 p.m. Eastern. You know, after everybody's asleep, I don't know, guys, guys, consistency is king. We're already alternating between Tuesday and Wednesday, Tuesday and Wednesday, Tuesday and Wednesday. Now you want to change the times too? God damn it. So uh, I won't be there because that's too late for me. I, I mean, because I, I literally have to work the next day. Um, and it's not a complaint. It just is what it is. But for anybody who does like the gatekeepers, uh, they're going to be talking about adventure mashups and OGGM is going to be hosting it. So check that out. Hopefully it gets uh, some people in there to talk about adventure mashups, how to take a bunch of adventures, mash them together, make your own unique adventure, take ideas from one adventure, just how to put them together, or even just take the module there and use your own noggin to tweak it and have some fun with it. So that will be on the OGGM's channel, which I don't have ready right now to show off. But uh, and it's going to start at uh, I think it says nine oh five central or something. I'm just like shaking my head, like all right, you know, you know the, what's the number one thing they tell you when it comes to being a YouTuber or Twitch? Number one before anything else, consistency. But Heathen Dog, he's consistently never streaming anymore. That's the yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was I was gone for for two days and then i was sick for another day so it was like three three days in a row didn't didn't stream city of villains but uh last night we we did the uh we did the halloween event dr kane's house of horrors again and this time we did it right where you're you're supposed to activate the the main boss enemy but not kill him right away you have to kill 100 zombies and then kill him and then then you get the, the the super special secret award at the end so we we did that and uh it was it was a good time it was fun and we're approaching level 50 which means uh when we hit level 50 we either uh start with new characters or play new game and since we're not getting a whole lot of viewers it's probably gonna be play new game (laughs) well violence solves everything maybe somebody new wants an idea or maybe it's a memory job one of the things that i've learned about um even me even now there are things that i knew 30 years ago and i stress the word new that I don't know anymore. And somebody will bring it up be like, oh my God, I used to do that. Why didn't I think about that anymore? So sometimes it's just a good memory jogger. And yeah. to, to be fair, I am the worst person ever at modules. And here's why. 
My brain tells me, and I was talking to uh, Jim Fritz about this. Uh, my brain does not let me change a module. It doesn't. I read it and I have to run it exactly as it says there. And even though, even though I'm like, okay, I could tweak this. I can make this. No, that's not how the module is written. Like, it's just, that's, you know, they, I've said it a bunch of times, that whole perfectionist thing where they say, never say you're a perfectionist in a job interview, because that sounds like you're actually doing this to yourself. No, no, it's actually a weakness of mine. <laughs> yeah, see that I, I, I never fell for that trick. It was, it was always a trap. When an interviewer said, uh, what is your biggest weakness? I said, I don't have one. All right. Well, I always got hired. Yeah, fair. Okay. <laughs> this man's got yeah, confidence. It's a, <laughs> it's a trap. Like, no, no. Biggest weakness. Your mom. I, well, what they, what they do now is they don't just say, what's your biggest weakness? They say, what's your biggest weakness and how did you get over it? Because you have to show that uh, you have to show some type of some type of scenario to say that you know worked at that job or whatever. But anyway, uh, yeah. So so something like that. Even though I am smart enough to do it, I create my own scenarios based on certain modules sometimes. But when the module is in a physical copy in front of me, I struggle just because that's how it's like. Well, if I change this, that, that, that doesn't meet the same intent. Yet I would never run a module as written because I already know somebody's read it. Do you see? Do you see the problem there? So yeah, maybe this yeah, will be a, a conundrum. Yeah. yeah. So maybe this will be a good one for, for me, but uh, that's why I just end up writing my own scenarios. That's, that's how I do my stuff. So uh, I don't own a lot of modules either. I really don't. Um, it's just something I talked about this on Friday. You can watch the, the stream from Friday night. Uh, it's on our channel and uh, you can hear me talk all about that because we got to move on into segment one. We're running, running a little late here. Uh, so want to thank all of our monetary backers our super chatters we already got a subscription we got uh, some donations thank you very much our locals backers uh stream labs paypal donations our followers subscribers and our lurkers max in a paradox i know exactly uh and of course if you don't want to give to us that's weird but give to a charity and you can uh, we suggest giving it to the wounded warrior project i am drinking out of a wounded warrior project cup right now look at that look at that yeah, by the way, you know, these these type of cups are supposed to be non-spillable. This is the most spillable, non-spillable <laughs> cup I've ever had. I can't take it to work because it leaks all over the place. It's but basically it does, a dribble glass. Yes, it's a dribble glass. But I will tell you that it does keep everything warm on the inside all day if I put the cover on it. Just okay. it le leaks like a sieve. Um, it's like a colander at the top. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> also, when we hit 3,000 subscribers, we are going to have a giveaway. I've got two 30th anniversary edition riffs books i have a worlds without number all hardcover to give away but you know what they are not quite as cool as the still in its very own wrapper from crafty matt craft conan modifius 2d20 that's so uh once we hit 3,000 subs so go get the word out there get us some subs some likes some shares so you know what i suggest you do that now and i'll even remind you by putting it on the screen like that pop there it is and uh Here's our new grift. The old grift is gone. I have not. I have, see, Heathen Dog didn't unionize, so I didn't even run this past him yet. He's nope. finding out for the first time now his paycheck just got right cut in now. half. So Heathen Dog's paycheck is getting cut in half because now half of all super chats are going to go to the subscriber getaway giveaway. Wait, I, wait, what? What now? Half of all super chats are going to the subscriber giveaway. So what's going to happen is either, you know, we'll do an Amazon gift card like you used to do, or we'll do it as a, uh, as another book. I'll just buy one. I'm really stoked on, on, uh, Savage Worlds now, but, uh, because they write like adults. So Hang on, I'm, I'm doing math here. 
Okay, got it. Uh, so <laughs> the 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 way this works is there's money for you, there's money for me, and there's money for the company, right? No. Now, how this works? There's money for the company, and I pay you out of that. <laughs> okay. No, no, no. That, that that's how it's divvied up. I mean, not in that order, but that's how it's that's how it's divvied up. So, which half is coming from where? The half. The whole half. The whole half. Which will then have to be divided into into. So into you're going to get parts. a six. Well, actually, you you get more than a third. You you actually, uh, I the only part. To be fair, I actually pay you more than half if you count taxes because I don't like to do the math. I just like to say, oh, we got you know hundred bucks here. You dog take fifty. Have a nice day. Um, but uh, I hope you get more than that. But uh, you know, just throwing out easy numbers for the audience out there. Um, but yeah, so now it's going to be fifty goes to ah, uh. and then. The what what comes after that? So if it's a hundred dollars, thirty percent of it goes to everybody else. Then there's taxes. Then there's so by the time we see it, yeah, yeah, you'll get you're gonna get like a ten dollar paycheck that for the next couple of months. Awesome, sounds great. <laughs> Thank you for all the Shadowrun videos. <laughs> <laughs> so anywho, if you want to see Heathen Dog get paid more, that means we have to get more super chats. Just saying. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, we'd like to add some more stuff on there. So when we do hit 3,000 subs, uh, maybe, you know, we'll do a Savage Worlds. Maybe we'll do some more Palladium. Maybe we'll do some... For I'm looking at the top of the screen here. Uh, some tunes, some Forbidden... You know, I don't know. But uh, we'll buy some more stuff and we'll give it away to you. Or I'll give it away to Heathen Dog as uh, apology money. Oh, there it is. <laughs> well, guess what? I'm, I'm going to throw my hat in the ring for the far future. Uh oh, you ready for this? No, because I okay, have no clue what it is. I have I have no clue what this is. So you have no clue. You hey, you, you did it to me. I'm gonna do it to you. Fair. One hundred thousand subs. <laughs> okay, that's fine. One hundred thousand. future. Subs. I'll be on a walker, but go on. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna give away a computer, fully functional computer. A computer built five years ago. No, no, it is not built yet. It is. It is still in pieces. It's a, a B550 motherboard. It is a, a stylized uh, tempered glass case. A, uh, a 3700X processor. Uh, 30, 32 gigabits of RAM. DDR4, obviously. I think it's a 3200 speed. A uh, couple of SSDs for storage. And the cool thing is video cards now are so damn expensive. I could throw in an RX 580 or a, or a 1060 and people are like, Oh God, that's bank. You know, like, Oh, these shit that's bank. But no, I'm going to throw in a, a Vega 64, a, 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 a Sapphire nitro Vega 64. I think I have the box. Mind you, yeah. I mean, we're only 97,000 subs away from this. So uh, you, be you better get in on this. <laughs> get out of here. There, yep, here we go. See, I had, I had this in my rig until I got the 2070 Super. Do I get that robot with it too? No, the robot doesn't come with it. Well, no, it, it did it come with it? No, it did not. It did not. I wouldn't give it to you anyway. <laughs> I want to keep my stompy robots, but yeah, this is, it's in here. Yeah. Keep beating but, uh, it. It's, it's not like, uh, I hear pieces, <laughs> Jake, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it was like, oh, the, the, the Vega's not that great. It's not that great. Well, 
if if a 1060 costs 300 dollars, this is 800 all right <laughs> so there you go all right so rob the dungeon pastor i i, I shouted out your red bubble today if you missed it so look at that i'm promoting you sir um he wants to know how he has to embarrass himself to get one of those sweet riffs books. Well, all you have to do is get us to 3,000 subs, and once we determine how we're going to handle the giveaway, it'll probably, it'll probably be like we did it last time, uh, just a certain type of comment on a video or three, or five, or I don't know, and then just pull randomly from there. And uh, yeah, because there's a randomizer for that nice little website you can use. It worked for us last time. We'll probably do that again. And then hope you win. Yes, only 97,000 subs to go until Heathen Dog gives away that computer, which by that point will be considered our, uh, like a relic and it'll probably be worth a lot more money even, even after all this nonsense with the uh, video cards goes away. Like, I remember the Apple II. The TSR-80. I remember that. <laughs> so, all right, can we get to talking about games? My God, it's been 40 minutes. We haven't even talked about what we're supposed to talk about yet. Did he not quit? He quit on me, didn't he? He's like, screw this. Max isn't paying me anymore. I'm out. No, I, I had a spill. Oh. <laughs> I, had a, I had a little spill on my desk here, so I had to get something to clean it up. <laughs> Looks like I'm be busy making face account. <laughs> awesome. Uh, we don't have enough of that going on, ruining Wait, our... Uh, <laughs> Rob says he's like... Looks like I told him like, he wanted to know how to get those Rifts books, those 30th anniversary Rifts books. And uh, so I told him, he's like, oh, looks like I'm going to be busy making uh, fake accounts to sub to y'all. Like, we've already got a thousand of those. So, you know, it's not it's only hurting my algorithm by that much. <laughs> yeah, Back in 2016, I was an idiot, but I've talked about that multiple times. We're going to forget 2016 didn't happen. Yeah. Hey, I, I had a Tandy. I loved that thing. I didn't know it then, but I had a Tandy 1000 SX. I had a Commodore Plus 4. Was the plus was that the bad one? Well, no. It, uh, the the regular Commodore had uh, had four meg of of memory, but the plus four had eight. Doom Bunny with no comment, just money, just money. All right. So all right. So that's four ninety nine. So that's two forty nine and a half. That that's right. I said two forty nine and a half. <laughs> two forty nine and a half. Two. So we could probably find something on Drive Through RPG that cheap. We'll just Probably. we'll just give give you uh OG uh, not OG uh uh GM Bloodware DM Bloodware's uh, OSR tools, <laughs> but well obviously we're gonna stack this up until the time comes. You know when I can afford a real book, then I'll put it on there. Otherwise, uh, hey, when the time comes for the giveaway. But uh, Doom Bunny, seriously, thank you very much for the super chat. Really do appreciate that. Uh, and again, so uh, yeah, we've actually hey you know we're, we made a little bit of money today. <laughs> Got a sub, got a got a super chat, and got a donation. That's it. Oh, he specifically said that money. You know, you you don't get to earmark the money. I'm sorry, pal. This is business related expenses. It's my business. Hey, that is a targeted donation. No split. It's a targeted donation. Well, then you donate to at heathendog.fu. <laughs> Such a dick. <laughs> See, well, right, there you go. Let's, Heathen, let's get to the game because I'm, I'm wearing the I'm wearing the player agency shirt for a reason. Heathen dog gets four ninety nine. What a bunch of jerks! Not even going for the giveaway. All right, everybody. For segment one today, we are starting a new series where we talk castles and crusades. Eighth printing, not edition. Yeah, yeah. Printing. Uh, we covered seventh printing 
a little bit ago. And uh, I have we, we both had some issues with the editing of it because you could tell there were like three different authors uh, along with three different editors and they were written three different ways. True. And, yeah, I mean, and you, it was, you could turn the page and it's it's like it was written by a different person. You turn the page again, a third person shows up. Yeah. Like how many ghostwriters were on this thing? Right. Um, and Heathen Dog really did not like The Illusionist. No, I liked it. Is, it. It's it's like ca uh, calling a catalytic converter a battery. You know, like what 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 is historically defined as an illusionist in almost every game in the world, they went another way. I'm like, I, mm -hmm. they, yeah. They on the other hand, Lantern, if I remember correctly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're kind of right. Uh, <laughs> from my perspective, I did like. The illusionist. I like the way it was written up. So again, so finally a place where Heathen Dog and I just completely disagreed for once. <laughs> but we're gonna see what eighth printing brings us. Now I don't have the hardcover of eighth printing yet. I did back it on Kickstarter. Um but I do have the PDFs, obviously, because you know they send out the PDFs early. So I'm just waiting on the hardcovers to get in here. I think I got three or four books coming. But uh so this is from the Kickstarter. And you can see the art. I do like this art. Generally, I mean, it's not like perfect art. Every, everyone's like planning their their next like, okay, when we go in the dungeon, we have to make sure to, but then there's the, on the, on top of the statue, there's a thieves going, I got to get this jewel out of the eye. <laughs> this is bank. You know, what's going to happen though. That jewel is going to pop out and then oh, they're yeah, going to see yeah, like a little, Jones moment going little on. mist is going to come out of there. And yeah. all of a sudden ghost is going to touch them all. And they're going to be, you know, Rama tat from yeah. Curse <laughs> yeah. of whatever is going to come out and steal your organs. Like, yeah, okay, fine. Yeah. Thanks a lot, thief. Dick. Can you at least wait till we get this haul out of here, right here? <laughs> yeah. At least give our family something. And uh, a little bit brighter colors. I don't typically like abstractish art, but I think this is done well enough to say, hey, uh, I like it. Well, I like... I think this is bright. Uh, I think because they saturated it. Well, no. In, uh, in comics and anime, I like uh, abstract or CGI only when something is is meant to look not human and not right and summoning a creature from beyond this universe should look a little weird to us it yeah. really should hurt your eye a little bit yeah fair enough so you know it gives it flavor yeah got the runes around the outside I, just generally I, I i tend to like you know i like my art to be very photorealistic in terms of i like the elmore art yes you could still tell it was a painting but it was you know closer to realism but that's just the way my brain works. I had to take a whole quarter in French class of impressionism, and I hated every second of it. <laughs> Fucking hate of impressionism's garbage. All right, so who put this book together? By David Chenault and Max Golden. Uh, Mac. Oh, Mac Golden. You're right. Sorry, can't read. This guy is cloudy. It yep, still is. Yep. Uh, with Stephen Chenault, Mark Sandy, Todd Gray, Jason Vay, and James M. Ward. Didn't he do Dungeons and Dragons? And James Ward had something to do with second edition. I can't remember. Um, anywho, and you can see the other names on there. Edited by, okay, because <laughs> Derek Landweir and Anthony Foddy. Are you going to be my best friends or are we going to hate each other? I don't know yet. We're about to find out. To be fair, I did skim through it for just a moment, but then my eye exploded on me. So uh, that ended that. But, uh, and contributors and so forth. Troll Lord Games. Eighth printing, not edition. I don't know why they're so adamant about that, but okay. I don't know why either. Um, 
We're, well, so what we're going to do today, I don't know if we're going to get through all the character classes. It depends on how much we talk about them, but we're only doing the character classes today. To answer your question, Shares, is everyone human? I don't know. Let's find out. Let's find out. Uh, acknowledgements. We're going to skip some of that because we tend to get long-winded. Special thanks to a whole bunch of people who probably backed the game. Back the game and maybe play tested. That's yeah. usually how it works. Yep. Knights of the Crusade. Lots of blank pages. Table of contents. All right. So creating character, attributes, attribute modifiers, attribute check. See, classes. Uh, uh, already I've, I have a problem with this. Already. Oh, oh God. What? <laughs> it's just, it's, it's a pet peeve of mine. I understand this is not a, a deal breaker because it happens a lot. And if it was a deal breaker for me, I wouldn't be able to play many games. But why would you make your character before you had classics, classes and stuff explained? Aha! I've had this conversation a couple times recently, and this is where you and I are going to disagree completely. The game, usually they're built, and I don't know if this is the fact behind this, but when I've paged through it, and Astonishing Swords and Sorcerer Hyperbore is a perfect example of this one. If you open up the book, it's the process of play. You make your character first, you play the game second, you get your treasure third. Okay. So I understand what you and, and some even some people posted on our Discord saying, like, I don't care about making the character until I understand the rules of the game first. But it's the process of play. You know that the process of play is to create your character first, so it's going to be at the beginning of the book. You know that playing the game comes after that, so it's going to be in the middle of the book. And you know that treasure and uh, GM type stuff, whatever, experience points, leveling up, et cetera, et cetera, is going to happen after you play, so that's after that. That's my take on it. Anyway. I haven't read anything that said that's why it's done that way, but that, that seems to be why that flow is. Okay. See, uh, I, I like it because uh, let's, let's take uh, D&D as an example. You, you roll up your character. You've got uh, 10 strength, 11 dex, 11 wisdom, and uh, 9 intelligence. You can be several classes. Mm -hmm. None of them are going to be like super great because you're not, but you, but you could be several classes. But you, you, when you're creating your character, you're supposed to, you know, do all this blind without knowing what the classes are, which which one you like better, which one you want to go in. Now, if this doesn't do it that way, if it's just rolling up your character top to bottom and then filling in the modifiers and then you choose your class as it explains classes, that'd be great. That'd be great. If you're not allowed to move your move your attributes around or choose where they go, then it doesn't matter. But I always like choosing classes when I have an understanding of them first, not to min max, but to have a better understanding, especially because of, you know, uh, little curveballs like the illusionist is probably giving me another curveball where, where you think it's something, but it's really not that. I'm, I'm going to put money like down that. on the fact that they did not change the illusionist and you're still going to be grumpy about it. Damn That's it. that my money is on that. Okay. Um, already, I see an editing problem. Spell format, spell descriptions. Oh, yeah. Yeah. One's capital, one's not. <laughs> I don't know why my eye catches that. Oh, it's because it was part of my job for a long time. Uh, so multi-classing. Okay, so races. Oh, oh, nope. Not telling you yet, but I, it's got 10 pages on races. So I'm going to guess. I'm going to guess there's more than a couple. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I already know the answer to it. But uh, okay, example of play at the end. So anyway. That's, uh, we're role-playing and role-play. Oh my God, that's so fuzzy in my face. Uh, meet. 
I run my games fairly, fairly consistently. All of my games combine intense interaction between the players and myself with quick-moving, heart-stopping combats. Did you say that about yourself, or did somebody come and say that to you? Just wonder. Seems a little... <laughs> now, I've heard that the, that the creators of this game actually run really good games. Um, these many moments, actions, and interactions must be woven together over a night's play through exciting storytelling. Oh, crap. Where's the OSR, bro? Where, where are the OSR, bro? Or the brosrs to say you can't use that word. Through exciting storytelling and player involvement. When the tale is woven tight, what? I really like that. Player involvement, not agency. Not players running the show, right? Hey, do we, do know, I need to blow you up for a second? Inmates running the asylum. Hold on. Let me, let me blow you up for a second. There you go. Show off your shirt. Oh, okay. By the way, you can get this shirt on the Legion of Myth Redbubble. Players are the natural enemy of a good story. Player agency not allowed. <laughs> That's the heathen dog shirt for you. Uh, exit solo layout. <laughs> okay. Uh, doo -doo -doo. When the tale is woven tightly, emotions are awakened, creating unforgettable moods. This is where role-playing and role-playing meet. Can I zoom in on this a little bit more? You guys probably can't read that. Not that it matters too much. We're going to, yeah, it doesn't matter that much. I'm not reading all of this, by the way. I'm just reading this first paragraph. And the result is an electrifying evening of gaming. Yes, uh, so I'm one of those people. I like emotion in my game. And I, like a sad, I like sad emotion in my game. I like happy emotion in my game. I like, you know, that's one of the reasons why I do what I do when I'm running games. I don't just want the description. I want to feel it. As, and I've told this story a lot, so I'm not going to tell the whole story. But I still feel the giant ant from the first time I played Dungeons and Dragons. And I was biking home at night going... <laughs> Fucking two foot ant gonna come out of the hill and eat me? Because <laughs> uh, I have a phobia of bugs. But uh, you know, I, that's, I want that. So let's read the last paragraph also, because you know, those, those are your sandwiching paragraphs, right? As a rules light, adaptable game naturally engenders a gaming environment where one is bound only by imagination. Okay, I'm gonna start tearing up here. <laughs> when, so, when so unleashed, one can act without restraint to create a gaming environment that is fun for all. That sounds like hashtag RPGate, doesn't it? A little bit. That is the core philosophy of this game, just as the core philosophy of the original game. At its heart, it was intended to be a fun game to play, and this game adheres to the same philosophy. Castles and Crusades is neither a realistic game nor a simulate. Hey, he stole that from me. I wrote that Aww. in the game I'm writing. He probably wrote it in all eight editions or printings, but I'm still... I'm still crying foul for no reason. Uh, Castles and Crusades is neither a realistic game nor a simulation, but a fantasy game where imagination rules. Okay, I didn't write that, but last part. No. All right, and you got some dwarfs on here smacking things with hammers. And right. well, we, we better looks... get to the classes be because there's a bunch of people in, in chat who are saying, where's the assassin? Where's the assassin? Didn't you have thoughts about the assassin when, when we did the seventh printing? I did. All right, so what is a role-playing game? Is. We're, we're not, again not going to read all of this. This is the basic stuff you find in most games. We will get yeah. to the classes because chat is clamoring for it, and we are here for chat. RP, well, sort of here for chat. I mean, Heathen Dog got uh, five dollars, and I didn't. So oh, there I don't it know. is, assassin. It's it's there. It's there. Is it okay? Yeah. What do you need to? Fourteen. Okay, we're. I'm getting there. I'm on thirteen. Dice. You have to have dice to play. Everyone knows that. Having fun. Got to have fun. A game does need rules. The key to this game, however, is simple. The more you get involved in playing your character and the less time you have to spend worrying about the rules of the game, the more fun it will become. Remember the old adage, rulings, not rules. That's for you game masters out there. Or, sorry, castle keepers. Castle keepers for this game. 
that in mind, let's proceed to the next section of the book. All right, creating a character. Let's create some characters. Uh, well, uh, alphabetical order is not their friend. Seriously? I, I, I hope there's a reason for this. Because everything else in alphabetical order, this might be like one of those, okay, optionally you can play an assassin. We'll see. I don't actually know. I really don't know. Yeah, Do they move it to an optional character class? That'd be different. Find out, won't we? With the exception of the Castle Keeper, each person playing Castles and Crusades creates a character to use during the game. All right. Imagine the character. Decide in a general manner. Ah, in a general manner. Don't give me a 30-page background. But decide in a general manner the, manner the type of character desired. So far, so good. I, I like the way that, that is written. That is a nice, concise sentence. I like that. Decide in a general manner the type of character desired. Is the character a noble dwarf fighter? A haggard half... Orc Barbarian, or a Disdainful Elf Knight. What was that? Said he's a big fan of the Assassin class and didn't like having it at the front of the class. Oh, oh he isn't, isn't a big, a big fan. Oh. Now, the, I liked the Assassin class because uh, all of the other, it, it's the most customizable of all the classes because you get to choose what kind of Assassin you are. You know, are you a spy Assassin? Are you a James Bond Assassin? You know, are you a Roger Moore James Bond Assassin? Or are you more... Uh, current day what what's his name shoot everyone ask questions later assassin you know whatever but uh, apparently he didn't like it. that's fine all right literature film theaters and comic books are rife with examples of heroes and villains that players can draw upon for inspiration for their characters yet as the creator of your own character you can build upon those examples to uh, create complex, villainous montages or even more profoundly heroic and noble characters stretch your imagination create the character as you imagine Okay, what what just happened there is every, every time he hits a they or them, he's going to bang his head against the table. It's, it's even money he knocks himself out by the end of the day. Uh, create the character you imagine him to be. Or create characters as you imagine them to be. Try fucking English. In the end, imagination is the only limit when creating a persona. God damn it. And I wanted okay, to do this game six too. Six attributes, strength, dexterity, constitution, intelligence, wisdom, and charisma. Nothing super new there. Uh, choose a class. Uh, looks like there's 12. Uh, thir 13, it says 12 plus one. <laughs> plus. Uh, <clears throat> Assassin's uh, move to special class. Choose a race. Uh, let's see. The races are. Uh, human, elf, dwarf, gnome, halfling, half elf, half orc. Do you see? Oh, race. Where, where do you see that? I see. Choose, choose a, race. a race. Oh, a long live elf, willful. Okay, curious gnome, quick footed. Yep. Yep. Each has its own special abilities, uh, capacities, culture, and personality. Closely examine each race prior to making a selection. In particular, ensure the race selected does not have cultural or personality characteristics that conflict harshly with the persona of your character you wish to create. Okay, so what it is, is you cannot Thank you. make... Yeah, you, you cannot decide to be an elf because you like the stats and then play it like a halfling. All right, you can't do that. If you choose to play an elf, you are all in on being an elf you have to act like an elf you have to eat what elves eat you have to do what elves do you have to think how elves think because you decided to be an elf yes and whether you look at it as a fantasy trope or bioessentialism or whatever you want elves are not humans they are not humans in funny skin suits no 
Elves are elves. They should feel alien. They should look alien. They should act alien to a human mind. In fact, I, I heard somebody say this. I'm not going to say I fully agree with this, but I get it conceptually, so I kind of want to repeat it. It should be hard to play an elf. It should be hard to play a dwarf because you're going to want to inject your human ideals into it, but they're completely different species. Now, with that said, I mean, they're in the game. It's got to be relatable somehow, but they're really just fantasy tropes. So, oh. And you've got hit points. Uh, you know, that's common to most games. Uh, I don't think we need to explain what hit points are. If you lose hit points, you die. Now, how do you get hit points, though? Well, there's op oops. Uh, apparently, that's optional rule. So, what does it say to roll hit points? Listen to the character class. Okay, uh, hit points are determined by the character class. Standard rules calls for players to roll the appropriate die. Got it. By the way, that's another trend that I've been seeing. I'm glad they don't do here. Is people have been changing the word die to dice, even in the singular, because die sounds bad. We don't want to have that word. But the singular of dice is die. So at least they did that. Um. Then there's the, you just start with maximum yep, and with constitution modifier. And the optional number two is you roll your hit points. Uh, the player rolls their character's hit point die the number of times equal to one plus their con bonus and takes the highest roll. They do this at the start of play. And for each level thereafter, constitution modifier is added or subtracted. You know what? Starting at level one, starting out at max hit points for level one and then rolling random die for every level after that i don't have a big problem with that i don't have a huge problem with that one because you the because it's good i don't know how many like wizards and thieves roll their one or ro roll a two with a con modifier of minus one and like ah oh, damn it one yeah when i do D, D for like you know when i do run my second edition games you roll in a d4 uh thieves roll a d6 but re-roll ones uh clerics roll a d8 but re-roll ones and twos and fighters re-roll uh, roll a 10 uh roll a 10 but re-roll ones twos and threes okay i don't have a problem you know personally with uh starting out at max hit points just at first level and then rolling everything else random mm -hmm. after that i don't have a big problem with that <laughs> can i get a dollar instead <laughs> Uh, fleshing out the character, the most important step in character uh, generation comes last. Detailing the character's persona. The player fleshes out the details of the character's personality, physical description, world background, goals, and motivations, including the moral alignment best suited to the character's personality. Again, perfectly well-written sentence. Use this going forward. Use this concept. Then the character's starting money is determined, and the player equips the character with clothing, armor, weapons, and other adventuring gear. Great paragraph. By the way, whoever edited that, good paragraph. Attributes represent a character's physical and mental traits. Yeah, Strength, dex, con, intelligence, wisdom, charisma. Just like everything else. 3 to 18. Three to 18. Yep. Sure. Now, let's look at generation. 3d6. Yep. <laughs> When's the last time you've seen a game in Force 3d6? Long time ago. Process repeated six times. Once the six scores are generated, each score is assigned to one. Oh, okay. It's not It's not up and down. You can assign it. Yeah. So that means understanding the classes is more important because you get to choose where your stats go. By the way, it's saying that my eye is going to explode is not funny right now. <laughs> if you were here at the beginning, because my eye did explode yesterday and I had to go to the emergency room. That's why it's all foggy over here. <laughs> Actually, it is kind of funny. Uh, 
But yes, three to eighteen, so it's three d six, and I don't see optional rules. No, there I, isn't. I already know. Well, at my table, I always just do forty six reroll ones through threes. Hey, you know what? Then you can homebrew that all you want, but the rules are three d six. Put them where you want them. I homebrew it. You already know my system. Yeah. Uh, all you, right. You you actually do not allow good luck or bad luck. <laughs> well, I allow it, but you have to be really lucky. Uh, on either end of it. No, nah, just foggy do the Halloween. There you go. No, I'm, I'm seriously like, you know, what's funny is if I close my eye, it's easier to read. Um, so each attribute score has a corresponding modifier. So we'll get to that in a moment. And yeah. primary and secondary attributes. Now, this is important concept to this game. There are two types of attributes, primary and secondary. Primary attributes are those physical or mental abilities in which a character is particularly well-trained or very experienced in using. Secondary attributes are those the character uses with only average skill. A player selects the character's primary attributes after choosing a race and class, or a class and race. Uh, yeah, okay, we'll get, we'll get to that. Oh, we'll just read it. Human characters have three primary attributes, so half of them are primary. Demi-human races have only two primary attributes. Each class has one primary. So as a human, you get your class and then pick two more. As a demi-human, you get one from your class and one more. Well, that's not fair to demi-humans. Bullshit. It's overly they fair it, to... <laughs> they, get their, they get their racial bonuses. Yes, up. exactly. All right. Da, da, da. Let's see. Attribute checks. Now, this is where these primary and secondary attributes come into play. As mentioned before, the distinction between primary and secondary attributes is important. Almost all non-combat actions in Castles and Crusades for which the Castle Keeper deems a role is necessary to determine success or failure are resolved by an attribute check. Every check has an associated attribute. Okay, we got that. So, okay, roll a d20. So whenever one of these checks is made, a d20 is rolled by the player. Attribute modifiers are added to this roll, as is the character's level, if applicable. Which, which it almost always is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if the if the result is equal to or greater than a number generated by the castle keeper called the challenge class then the attribute check is successful challenge class is a number generated by blah, blah 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 okay if associated attribute is primary attribute the challenge base is 12 now of course if he, if he thinks it's easier for you or harder for you the castle keeper will change that but it starts at a 12 that's for your uh, primary attribute so if you're first level and you've got a plus two because of a high attribute that's three, right? Three, add yep. three to your D20 roll. So you're rolling a D20 plus three. You've got to get a 12 or higher. You've got actually a better than 50% chance of making that happen. Yeah, at first level, that's pretty good. Right. Now, of course, other modifiers can come in. But if it's a secondary attribute, the challenge base is 18. Now that D20 plus three is looking a little harder. Mm-hmm. So this number might seem painful, but as you get up in level, you start to find out you're doing more and more things. So, because remember, your level is always added to it. So, and an example here, a third level elf ranger with a 15 wisdom as a primary attribute attempts to track a pair of wily kobolds through a mountain pass. And it, it shows, you can read the book, if you get it. And here are your attribute modifiers. If you guess somehow managed to get a one, don't even know how you could do that, but if you get a one through some magical means, you get a negative four. And up to 1819 is a positive three. Like this range for 1, 13, 14, and 15, plus 2 is 16, 17, plus 3 is 18 and 19. Pretty simple. All right, you ready for classes? Shoot. Okay, let's start with the barbarian. Barbarians live outside the civilized world. Eh, we'll get to that. 
Okay, barbarian. Oh, wait, it's hang on. Uh, let's go to expanding the idea. I want to see the assassin thing. Castle okay. Crusades encourages you to push the boundaries of your imagination to adapt the game to your playing style and make it your own. The nature of the class may evolve and the type of class you want to play as well. Assassins are stealthy and cunning expert killers who have uh, rarely have motives beyond the collection of payment for a job well rendered. Although not always evil, they are typically indifferent to any suffering and pain they cause. See, the way this is written is like assassins have to be in this book, but I hate them. That's what's what I'm getting out of this. They aren't heroes. They can't be heroes. Well, Doom Bunny says Siege makes DMing so easy. It's castle keeping. Thank you. <laughs> can't throw anything at me. I'm on the internet. And then multi-classing. Multi-classing slash class and a half. Combine the skills with the two classes and one allowing. Okay, this this is like a mix match. Like, I want to be a bard cleric. I, I'm I want to I, I want to be a singing pastor. I'm like, all right. If it's like the seven uh, the seventh printing, we will we'll have a whole section on that at the end. Super. All right, let's just jump right in. Okay, here are the terms: prime attribute, hit dice, alignment, weapons, armor, abilities. And there's a chart here. So if you're an assassin, the assassin's on top now. Um, Let's look at the barbarian. Barbarian can wear any armor, use any shield, and have any helm. All right. And the cleric as well? Wow. Okay. Well, it, it kind of harkens back to the warrior priests of basic dandy. In basic dandy, they can wear anything. Yeah. All right. Barbarian, let's, uh, let's see. Level one gets a d12 hit die. It's pretty good. Yeah. Base to hit is plus zero. So it starts at plus zero. So. Wow. So you'd get the base to hit a plus one. Plus, I think we'll find out later when we talk about the rules, but let's guess. Plus the strength bonus, maybe, to hit? Probably. Plus your level? That d20 roll is going to expand pretty quickly. So, because uh, well, the reason why I bring that up is because uh, when we did the old Castles and Crusades 7 print, uh, 7th printing, people said, that looks pretty harsh. That even seems like a high-level character would have some problems. Like, no. No, <laughs> I, I, because you add your level into stuff, the higher level you get, the easier everything becomes. So, uh, see, what do you get at first level? Combat sense. Plus two bonus to surprise, to surprise checks and halves an attacker's base attack bonus. Wow. Back attack bonus. Yeah, back attack. Yeah, I'm sorry. My fuzzy eyes. Um, deer stalker. Outdoor survival skills. Determine direction. Find shelter and food. Climbing and swimming. Huh, I wonder if there's a big survival mechanic. I don't remember that from 7th printing. Maybe there was, and I just don't remember it, but I wonder if there's a big survival mechanic in this one. That, that's a good thing. I'm pro-survival mechanic. I know some people call it, it's just a camping simulator then, but I like survival mechanics when, uh, when done well. And yeah, you have to sometimes do camping simulator to get from point A to point B. More people die of dysentery than of trolls, you know, cutting them in half. <laughs> like, that's a bad game. No, it's not a bad game. It's only a bad game when you're spending all your sessions worried about that crap. See. Yeah, the, the, the problem with that is uh, if if they actually had enough money and they and they prepared properly for this like month long journey. If they did everything right, you know, they, they got the you know, they, they started off on this Oregon trail and they got an extra axle and and, you know, they, they, they got all the preserved meats and and, you know, anti scurvy juice or whatever. <laughs> they, they got all that together and then they went. They're well prepared. I'm going to be okay. I'm going to be cool. with them. I'm going to be cool with them. But if they're like, ah, we'll figure it out. Exit strategy. Who needs it? You know, <laughs> we'll just hunt crap on the way. Then I'm going to give them a problem. I'm going to like, oh, you got to make rolls now. This is going to get tough. There, there may not be any game today. 
you know, hunters don't come back every day with food. Sorry. So yeah, it, it all, it all depends on, on how prepared the, uh, the players are before they embark on a giant journey to, you know, see if I screw with them or not. I don't fully understand this question. Why do you roll 3d6 to get a number just to note them? Oh, so you're thinking that uh, you just worry about the modifier, not worry about the value. A lot of times, because I don't know if this game does it, we'll find out. Uh, a lot of times there are configured stats with that as well. Like Earth Dawn is a perfect example. Like, why do yeah. you have value when everything is literally done off a step? Well, yeah, because... Figured the, characteristics, they're like two or more primary attributes. Yeah. Added together, divided by two or added together plus three. It creates a secondary attribute. That is important for your movement rate or how many actions you get per turn or whatever. So that that's why they have value, even though uh, for those stats, the most important part is the modifier. But those stats could be inputted into a different stat then becomes important in a different part of the game. So that's pretty much it. Uh, sorry, trying to get some of the chat on the screen since we're not addressing it directly. By the way, I do really appreciate everybody that's chatting. If we don't get it on the screen, we're not trying to ignore you, but you know we have a we have to present this stuff. So, uh, good traveling camping rules should include possibility of descending to cannibalism. Oh, wow. No, no. If if they you know like oh we're 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 going to the to uh, to Mordor and uh, we're 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 just gonna bring all of our wool stuff. You know, it's fine. It'll be cold on the way there. It's a volcano, sure, but eh. Who cares? Food? Nah, we'll find something on the way. Water? There's rivers everywhere. Those people get into a Dahmer situation. All right. <laughs> a Dahmer situation. Wow. I was going to say Lord of the Flies, but okay. <laughs> or uh, what, what was, uh, what's the one everybody uh, uses? Uh, the, the people who traveled west? God dang it. I can't. Yeah. Homesteaders, Oregon Trail. No, no. Actually, I think you said the name. I was thinking Jeffrey Dahmer. Isn't that, oh, was that what he... Oh, Donner Party. No, Donner Party. There you go. Donner Party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, what yeah, I said. It was the plane crash up in the mountains. And they're like, oh, well, yeah. you know, uh, <laughs> it's getting kind of cold. And, Donner, uh, there you go. Yeah. Okay, so uh, you can see the, uh, what the, what do you call it? The barbarian gets, uh, we're going to scroll past this description. Beyond, beyond the walls of cities and towns and well beyond the bounds of civilization dwell the barbarians from windy steps to mountaintops, from deep jungles to arid plains. Barbarians live in freedom a part of the world around them rather than a slave to it. All right. Barbarian characters are fearsome warriors closer to primordial life than are most others. They are fiercely reactive, trusting that only through bold and decisive actions are the fates confounded. All right. And they rely upon individuality. They're, they're, they're your fantasy libertarians. All right. Uh, <laughs> now, this arm. is important to know. This is important to know because you when you choose barbarian just like if you choose elf you are choosing a way to role play your character you are choosing this path no you are not a barbarian vegan get out of here i'm sorry <laughs> they're hunter gatherers you, you can't live on berries alone numb nut you're gonna have to have some venison like it or not so i, I actually want to read these two sentences above all else barbarians value their independence and often maintain their own, own codes or beliefs. Many have died from voicing opposition to tribal leaders, but are respected all the more. They spoke or acted upon their beliefs. Okay. It's just, it, it, I, I like how it you know, just puts that out there. Um, abilities. Uncanny sense for presence of foes. Immediate vicinity of gain plus two in ro rolling. A surprise check against foes. My eyes tearing up. Uh, foes attempting to surprise them. Okay. 
Deer stalker. So what is this? Uh, able to forage off the land, find shelter, food, and water. And I'm not reading the rest of that. Uh, for themselves. Ah, shh, shh, shh. We're not saying that stupid word. That no, does no, no, not. No, no, no. What, what, what I'm. What I... That's not why I'm doing it. I'm saying because that's why I didn't read it though. Water for them, but not for the group. You know, like I, I I can find food and water for me just fine. All right, I'll I'll read it in English instead of this nonsense talk. Deer stalkers are able to forage off the land, find shelter, food, and water for themselves. Start a fire and determine direction. There we go. That's actually English. Uh, Chris D six plus two hours. So puts a time frame in there because one of the things i have seen in the past is like yeah just roll okay you spend about an hour <laughs> have you ever been hunting i don't hunt anymore but i have been hunting i never went out for an hour <laughs> no no you're you're in a tree for a long time right or or you're you're in a duck blind for all day yeah i'm, I'm sorry i'm not uh, can you see if there's any chat to pop up on the screen uh, uh yeah Running okay. a food cart seems like a natural fit for the area surrounding popular adventuring locales <laughs> yeah you know well, look, people used to follow armies, right? Yeah. Why not follow the adventurers? Uh, can start a fire in 1d10 minutes by natural means, as long as the needed materials are available. So, okay. Intimidate. Based on constitution. Now, that's interesting. I've seen this based on like all types of stats, like charisma and strength, usually. I don't think I've ever seen this based on constitution before. No, I've, I've seen strength or charisma as yep. the main ones but constitution just your 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 raw I, health i've seen wisdom slash willpower as well because you're, you're exuding your willpower out but that's very rare so let's see what it says then barbarians offer an imposing display of ferocious raw power they instinctively realize that victory lies in the wine besotted soft demeanors of their foes and that brute force works best when combined with overwhelming terror okay it still doesn't say anything about uh uh constitution yet though barbarians are able to project themselves as this brutal terrifying force whether through sheer force of will or savage decorum wouldn't that be wisdom do they redefine wisdom in this game because usually willpower falls under wisdom hmm. while attacking uh sorry while attacking and upon a successful constitution check any creature of equal or lesser hit dice than the barbarian suffers minus two to all rolls including but not limited to initiative, attack, damage, and attribute checks. Wow. Okay. I'm not going to read all of this. We're yeah. not going to read every class. Okay? I actually went back and read Constitution. Not only is it overall health, mm -hmm. but it's also your ability to withstand pain, suffer physical damage, avoid fatigue, and fight off sickness and poison. So the big one is to withstand pain. Yeah, which is used kind of a willpower thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, wisdom, uh, the depth of personal experience, the ability to make well-considered decisions or judgments, and represents a spiritual connection to a deity. So it has nothing to do with with willpower, like mental, That's mental why fortitude. They call it yep. wisdom. Okay, yep. that's fair. That's good to know because I I would honestly I would put that under wisdom, but now knowing that this game treats it differently, cool. Okay, get it. Oh, you got primeval instincts. Whirlwind attack at fourth level can swing around and act like a fool. Well, uh, it'll look pretty. It'll look like you're a giant yeah. weed whacker going <laughs> going through an army. Yeah, blood blood fountains everywhere you go. What is it? The or is isn't that an orc in Warhammer Fantasy that can just do that, just spin in circles and just, just chop everything up? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, take off everyone's head. All right, ancestral calling. A tenth level barbarian's reputation and prestige allows him. Okay, how about let's read this right? Barbarians. Nope, can't do it. Allows him to call upon others to fight alongside the barbarian with heightened ability. So, 
You can call your spirit family in. That's kind of interesting. Uh, affected creature gains hit points equal to the maximum of one extra hit die for the creature. Wow. For example, an affected fighter would gain additional 10 hit points. Nice. And that's just gross. Why are you eating that? You don't eat the Atiug. And what well, is wrong? What is wrong with you? You don't eat. You're poison. Okay, roll a poison save and again, well, oh, and a disease save. And <laughs> he's literally standing in the creature's mouth. That's where you don't want to be. He's eating his. He's biting its top lip. Yeah, that's that's kind of sexual. The, yeah, the the top of the top of the creature's jaw and standing on his bottom jaw. You realize he's just got to close on your little halfling ass and you're done, right? <laughs> oh, oh wow. Um. It just so, as a yeah, just as a uh, PSA out there, barbarians not bright, <laughs> not bright. Uh, but I did I do want to put out for the PSA out there: do not eat your atiug. You will die of some sort of dysentery, cholera, pig bird sars. Ah. All right, barbarian high level progression abilities: iron sinews, magic falters as the barbarian batters it down with its unbridled power. Yeah, I'm going with it on that one. Uh, the Barbarian's Constitution bonus compounds the force of his... Oh my god, I can't read this. Uh, we're going to the next one. Constitution bonus of 15th level. Force of nature. Court beliefs are rooted in the animal world, where instincts often override reason, as seen right here. Yeah, there it is. Oh, <laughs> and uh, before you stop the abilities, at level 13, a Barbarian has the raw power... Where is that? To... Uh, to uh, to uh, strike a, an enemy that can only be affected by magical weapons with a non-magical weapon. Nice. Yes. Using their constitution score as a fake bonus. If you have a constitution modifier plus one, any non-magic weapon you have is considered to be plus one when it comes to hitting uh, creatures that are immune to certain levels of weapon. Uh, Warlord, the road of adventure brings spoils of many kinds, not the least of which is reputation. At 20th level, barbarian reputation resonates through the many lands of his conquests. If opportunity presents itself, the barbarian can call up an army of 10 to 100 first level barbarians. I'm not sure that if I'm fighting stuff you know, as a 20th level guy, that that's going to help much. But for no. story purposes, I get. No, because most armies, most standing armies are zero level fools conscripts you know like i was a farmer yeah. last week when so, you're fighting masses with masses yes i agree you exactly. wouldn't want to bring then, this then into having, fight having a hundred leveled you know classed uh fighters against uh you know joe joe schmo farmer and you're probably, probably doing okay and for every 20 barbarians there's a one level third lieutenant one level third one level three lieutenant so that's good too a 22nd SR. What's SR? Um, 16th Barbarian gains natural SR. What is SR? Spell resistance? Probably. I wonder if we skip that section that said what SR is. I think it's um, or saving throw. Is this like a saving throw? Can you look that up for me? So you I'm not... For, uh, force of nature. Yeah, um, it just says SR. Yeah. It's probably spell resistance. I'm guessing it's some sort of spell resistance slash uh, uh, saving throw. Because that's pretty darn, and it would fit the barbarian class, and that's pretty cool if uh, that's the case. Yeah, I don't think we skipped it. I just think it hasn't described it yet. Mm. 
which is again another problem I have with with uh, with some books where they, they they give you a term and they don't they don't define it for you. Like I mean, we can, SR I can, is a game term, but I have no idea. Spell what it means. is the three arc says it's spell resistance. Okay, that was the most likely scenario, yeah. but hey, you know. I want to be I want to be accurate in that regard. So, all right, let's move on to the bard uh, again. I don't want to spend a lot of time on the classes. This is kind of an overview. This isn't a read everything word for word. It's to show you what's in the game. Uh, but we'll talk about some of the stuff that we think is interesting or that catches our eye or skip all the important parts. I don't know. Uh, pards, obviously charisma hit die 10. That's different. I didn't see that one coming. Yeah. I, I wonder if that was in seventh edition. We just don't remember, uh, alignment, any weapons, it's got a list of weapons, armor and abilities, decipher script, exalt, legend, lore, fascinate and exhort greatness. Kind of reminds me of the troubadour from earth Drink. Um, all right. Decipher script, uh, decipher unfamiliar writing. That's a pretty standard thiefish roguish ability in a lot of old school games. Inspire companions plus two to any one attribute check. So now you got that D20. You've got your level added in. You got your attribute modifier added in. And now you've got the bard helping you out. Yep. You can so. do it. I can do it. <laughs> it's that simple. <laughs> it's that simple. <laughs> Fascinate two creatures three times. Two creatures. So does this game define creatures weirdly? Like as in anything? Like a, a bat? Or is creature, does it have a specific meaning? I don't like it when games create too many specific meanings. Well, a creature is different than a monster, which is different than undead, which is different than, a, than an animal, which is different than a... I was like, okay, that's that's too many yeah. definitions. To me, a creature is a non-player character class. Uh, I'm sorry, a, a non-player character race. I, I look at this creature. player character race is a creature. A monster is a subset of all creatures. An undead is a subset of monster, which is a subset of all creatures. That, that's pretty much the way I see it as well. Yeah. Charm. So, right. so can you fascinate a bat? That'd be great. Three times per day. Yes, you can. Hey, but that's cool because that kind of gives the bard, you know, that kind of magic. It's not just sitting there strumming songs. He's like, hold on here. I can do a little bit of crowd control for you. I like that. Okay. Description. Oh. Fascinate. Hang on. I want to, I want to answer that question right now. Creatures to be fascinating must be able to see and hear the bard, and the bard must also see the creature. The creatures must be able to pay attention to the bard. The distraction of nearby combat or other danger will prevent the ability from working. The bard can use music, poetry, chanting, speech, uh, flashing, whatever, to, to get it done. Uh, when a bard uses the ability, the target makes a charisma saving throw to resist the bard's spell song. If the saving throw fails, the creature sits quietly and listens to the bard for up to the full duration of the effect. While using this ability, the bard must concentrate as if casting and maintaining a spell. While fascinated, the target is a creature is prone to suffer minus four penalty to all saving throws and minus five to armor class. It doesn't give a definition anywhere of what a creature is. From the description of that, it sounds like it that has to be able to see and hear you, understand you to some extent, and has to have a and has to be able to make a charisma saving throw. So it sounds like it sounds like that has to be an intelligent creature. I mean, I would so as a ruling uh, point of fact, yeah, I would make it has to be some. I would even say, depending on how you're doing it, it has to be something that understands you. Now, if you say, "Well, I'm just playing music," okay, it's got to be something that understands music. Like 
your cat and dog aren't going to be fascinated by the fact that you're, you know, strumming your lute or tooting your horn. Um, but that's, that's how I would handle that personally. But I would want to make sure that the power is more broad rather than more restricted. Otherwise, why are you playing a bard, right? Actually, you know what? If, if you wanted to make it as broad as possible, you can just say, can it hear you? Can it see you? Yes, yes. Does it have a charisma check? Yes. All right. Fair. Then you can do it. Yep, that, that's, a, that's a fair way to handle it. Yeah. All right, every age and people has a voice. That voice finds its measure in story, expressed in legend tales, song, poem, battle cry, or speech. From wild barren steppes to the frozen lands at the tips of the world, from taverns to town squares, and from city streets to imperial residences, there are those blessed with the ability to artfully weave story and legend. Why, is this not sounding like the troubadour from Earth Dawn? A little bit, yeah. Way more than the bard from D&D. Oh yeah. Well, well, after first edition anyway. First edition bards we get are different, but um, where was I? Artfully we started led moving to the heart. Oh, moving the hearts to great feats. I don't want to read all that, but you get the idea of what the bard is. Bards can yeah. lead by example or deed, but they're uh, bards can lead by example or deed, but they primarily influence others with story, art, or argument. Ah, oh, great! It's the debate team. <laughs> The skill of recitation borders on the magical. <clears throat> so much so that they're often able to charm listeners with their tales. Great. Purpose. Possess artistic skills that are needed to convince an audience that what they see is more than what is shown. They gain access to various strata of society. Uh, yeah, they gain access to the various strata of society, both low and high, walking among them to acquire knowledge and power. I, I like the sound of the bard so far. It doesn't sound yeah. like... I play songs and buff you. No, you have a purpose. The bard's role as a historian and storyteller. I'm telling you, this is the troubadour from Earth Dawn. This is the one thing yeah. I really thought that Earth Dawn got right. Drink, drink, drink. Um, but yes, and, and I like the way it's written here. Now, we may have said this back in, at the, in a, with our seventh edition. I don't remember. <laughs> like, to be fair, I don't remember. But I like this. This is good stuff. Must be free of mind and spirit so they probably go along well with the um barbarian just uh sure. i'm a i'm a scald not a bard <laughs> all right uh known to inspire others to greater deeds as we already talked about abilities decipher script based on intelligence bards often need to decipher and interpret legends and secret writings to acquire more knowledge that's why you bring them wrong that's the whole point of a historian that's yep. it's not that bards do it because oh i have to know multiple languages because i don't know no there's a reason for it it's the historian exalt this is the bard's ability to inspire companions and listeners allowing the bard to surpass his normal level of performance some bards invoke this ability through song and music while others do so through oration battle cries or sheer acting my uh, can you read that my eye is starting okay. to with the successful attribute check a bard can help allies succeed at a task there we the go ally gets a plus two bonus on any action requiring an attribute check including class ability checks saving throws and standard attribute checks this ability does not affect attack rolls the allies right. must be able to see and hear the bard and must be within 60 feet the castle keeper may rule that certain uses of this ability are infeasible the bard can use this ability once per day per level and can maintain the effect for a number of rounds equal to the bard's level. The bard can take other actions while using this ability unless the castle keeper rules otherwise. As the bard rises in level, the bonus imparted increases as well. At 6th level, you get plus 3. At 12th level, you get plus 4. Oops. And at 18th level, you get plus 5. 
All right. So apparently uh, we skipped the bard with the seventh printing. <laughs> we did. I guess so. That's oh, what okay. he said. All right. But uh, so this whole exalt thing, anything but attack rolls that that's important. Because unlike unlike other bards and other games where they're only just, you know, buff machines for for combat, they they literally can't buff for combat. They buff for everything else. Saving throws. Maybe you, you you can argue that's part of combat. That's fine. All right. Let's uh, let's move on to legend lore. Successful attribute check. A bard gains or remembers some relevant information about local notables, a legendary item, noteworthy place, or other relevant bit of information. So typical legend lore. Um, check will not reveal the powers of a magic item, but may give a hint to its history. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. If if uh, if you have a a sword that has a has a phoenix on it. And it has fire engravings and the, the bard, the bard. No, oh, I heard about that sword. Yeah, it was it was uh, made in the hottest uh, part of uh, part of the world by 18 dragons and they, they all breathe fire on it. I'm, I'm, I'm sure it has ice abilities. No, you, you pretty much got you like, OK, well, the, the backstory and the art on the thing tells me this thing is some kind of flame weapon. All right. I figured okay. it out. Thanks. And you can see the powers here. And again, I probably, if you want us to read through all of these, that's just not going to happen. <laughs> like, get the game. Yeah, I think you can still, I mean, it's not backing it, but I think you can uh, still buy it. Uh, if not, you'll be able to buy it soon once they get all, the, all of us backers our hard copies. So. Uh, you can go to trollordgames.com and uh, check it out there. Oh, Indigo Dragon says the bard class is his least favorite. Well, we've only gone through two, and the apparent synergy between barbarian and bard is really high up there. I mean, uh, a uh, a bard has lots of hit points and uh, up, up to a certain level is just as good as a fighter in combat. The barbarian is going to appreciate that, is going to respect that. And they, they, they both love the idea of freedom, individuality, and charting your own course. They, they're going to synergize on that one too. So, you know, having a having a group of with, with a bard and a barbarian and it seems like a good fit at the moment. So uh, he's talking back and forth with Chris Black and I think uh, uh, maybe Aaron also. Um, but I, I, I'm guessing this is more of a general uh, co uh, comment because to be fair, I don't really like bards in most games either. This one isn't isn't bad. This one isn't bad. No, it's got uh, just a lot like, of good flavor to it. I keep mentioning it, but just like the Earth on Troubadour isn't bad because they both serve a role as the historian, not just a stupid buff bot, but as right. hold on, I can help you. And that's why I put up what uh, Three Arcs said, and I'll put it up again. Legend lore is amazingly useful. Clerics have, the pos have possible divine and wizards have possible arcane knowledge, but bards can figure out lore, rumors, information the best. That's right. yeah. okay. If you were to make an investigative type character, you'd make it out of a bard. So sway crowd at 13th level. Oh, uh, was it a motion song? No. <laughs> so you can uh, influence others. So that's awesome. It's when you spin your tails at 15th level, uh, the bard's mastery of his abilities and his uh, recitations of wonders increase his charisma by one point. That was a really hard sentence to read, morons. Um, word of power at 17th level. The bard's ability of song and music allows him to wound. Okay, I'm going to say that through. Yeah, whatever. I'm not reading to that crap wound anymore. A creature once a day by sending forth a word of power. Oh, it's the uh, it's the original Dune movie. <laughs> it's like you played that note such a dissonance and ow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and if no. you're level four or less, you just die. 
You just die. Yep. Twelve or more, you turn deaf. That's the best outcome. That, well, hey, that hey, what that bard said was so horrific. I'm like, no, 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 la, 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 la. Uh, change alignment at twenty second level. The bard can target and change the alignment of any non player character. What? Target must be willing to listen, and the process takes time. Okay, now now the bard's starting to sound like a super villain or a cult. <laughs> I know, right? It's starting to get weird now. <laughs> like, no, 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 no. Come, come on, come on, sit, sit down. Let me tell you about Scientology. <laughs> oh, God. This process goes on for as many months as the bard wishes to continue, uh, continue altering the target's alignment. Wow. Wow. Don't okay. worry, I'm going to make you clear. <laughs> i can see clearly now the bard has spoken all right um and we get up to level 24 in here and you can see all the abilities good stuff i don't know what you're reaching for but okay the cleric how many of these do we want to do today these classes should we do two more Oh, hang on. Uh, three arc says, wow, I think that the plus one charisma at 15th level is the only instance in this game. You can increase a stat without magic item or spell. I don't know if it's the first one we saw so far. I mean, the, the barbarian special high level ability was spell resistance. And yeah. it seems like the, the, the bard special ability is to get a plus one in charisma because they're using it all the time. I mean, at, at, at higher level, they're, they're, you know, cult leaders and stuff. So they need a higher charisma. <laughs> We'll, we'll see what the cleric gets. Tell that to my wife. Oh, Noro. <laughs> Somebody said I can sing. <laughs> You've never seen me drunk sing. Uh, <laughs> Look, right there. Right there. Somebody said I can sing. All right, let's move on. <laughs> She's trying to throw a shoe at me. Okay. And she threw a shoe at me. Um, where are we here? Uh, do do, do we? Yeah, well, how many more do we want to do? We're going to do cleric really quick. I'll do it. Okay. okay. Prime attribute wisdom. It's not a surprise to anyone. Hit no. dies D8. That's not a surprise. I'm a little shocked the bard's got a D10, but a D8 for a cleric, I'm not shocked. Alignment any, again, not shocked. Uh, weapons, it looks like it's all uh, blunt, which, you know, that's, that's not uncommon. Any armor. Special ability, spell use, obviously. Uh, the, the more wisdom you have, the more the more spells you can do per day seems fair turn undead again nice weapon selection cleric must wield the weapon of their of their deity that's why the 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 weapons are all blunt but you also have special if you look under there the first one is special that means if your deity tells you you're going to use knives you're using you knives, use knives. <laughs> and that's it thank you god may i have another and then you just use knives all day or no no you can only use slingshots okay thanks thanks god you really want me dead but all right well no i want you to stand in the back and let other people get dead oh, okay fair enough archetype <laughs> okay here, here's where the rubber meets the road here clerics are warrior priests they are religious by nature and can be found in service to a pantheon of deities or eternally bound to serve only one from their deity or deities, the cleric receives divine powers and act as conduits of that power of their deity upon the planes of men. Yet these powers come at a high cost in service, devotion, and loyalty. 
A cleric's divine connection to a deity is of supreme importance. This spiritual connection allows them to better understand the motives and will of their deity and to more capably and earnestly enact the deity's desire. Okay, from that sentence, I can infer that the most important thing in the cleric's life is their deity. If it means breaking a commandment of their God or watching all of you die, this dude's going to get popcorn. Watch all of you die rather than break a commandment from their God to, to save your life. I don't care who you are, what you are. That's what that paragraph says to me. And I like that because if you are, if you are so religious that God is giving you superpowers, you have to be a zealot. Doesn't um, DCC do something like that? Like uh, if your character doesn't follow the cleric's religion, you get healed less or something. Yeah, yeah, you have you have minuses. You get. Uh, uh, I, I'm know, absolutely. For, I'm a hundred percent for that. Hundred percent. Uh, DTs are from any ethos, from good to evil. Doesn't matter. Lawful, chaotic. You 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 get to choose your god. No one no one wants to play a cleric where where the where the dungeon master is like, oh, we're gonna randomly roll your god now. No, well, no, no, you're not. No, you're not. So that's nice. Uh, weapons and armor, abilities, spells. We got that. And you got a spell list down here. So one thing Three to note is that... Level spells and one first. Well, we'll look at what zero level spells yeah, are yeah, later. The cantrip level type yeah. spells. I, I remember we talked about that in the past uh, yeah. with 7th, but uh, clerics can start casting at first level. Some of you old school D&D players are like, clerics can't cast spells to start. Well, here they can. Yeah. And spells also go to ninth level for consistency's sake, I think. Uh, because you know, in D D, clerics only get to seventh level, but mages right. get to ninth level, and some people get confused. I don't know why they're confused, but still. Um, but for consistency's sake, clerics also go through ninth level, right? And then the the, the special abilities, bonus spells. You you have a. It's based on basically it's your, your the modifier range. It's he man plus one plus two plus three. That's how many extra spells you get. And uh, turning undead, if you're a good, if you're a good aligned cleric with a, you know, a, a god of good or whatever, you, you can only turn undead. But if you are an evil cleric, you can turn or control. That's important. Weapon selection. Here, here's where it's going to define it. The cleric is only allowed to use certain weapons. They can, if they choose, pick a weapon off the list that is identical to the major weapon in use by the deity which they worship. If no single deity is worshipped and a pantheon is instead worshipped, weapon selection is limited to the pantheon's major deities or the deity most closely associated with the activities the cleric intends to undertake. Wow, that is too confusing. That's too much for the player to handle. What that told me was that if you do not, if, if you worship a specific deity, <clears throat> you must take the weapon the deity says you get. I get that. That's fair. I respect it. But if you respect, if you worship a pantheon and not one specific God, you have to choose your weapon based on what you're going to do that day? Well, no, it says if no single deity is worshipped in a pantheon, it says it works with weapon selection limited to the pantheon's major deities or the or, deity most closely associated with, oh, the activity, yeah, okay, yeah. Exactly. So you're, you're like, oh, no, I, I'm, I'm going to raid a village today. I, I can't use my, my, my trusty Warhammer. I have to use okay. this flail that's been gathering dust because 
in my pantheon, the God of pillaging says I got to use a flail. Like what? That's dumb. Yeah. My, um, so this goes to one of those things. Again, this is just a personal thing with me when I run games and whatnot. I, I always associate. So we're talking dungeons and dragons now, specifically second edition. Cause it's where I have the most experience. Um, I always treated clerics as worshiping pantheons, but alignment pantheons. You, know, you, you weren't uh, worshiping set and raw at the same time. No, no, you respected one or the other, but you worshiped either the good side or the bad side, whatever, depending on your alignment, right? Yeah, see, I, Priest, would, I, I, would, I would have to make it easier. Pick a god. Well, that's priests. That's how I run priests. If you're a yeah, specialty priest, then you pick a god. There is no priest in that. There's just cleric. So you're going to I, no, 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 no. I get, I'm, I'm just yeah. I'm going back and say there in this game, I would say the same thing. I'd say you pick a god. There, you're, we're not doing this pantheon thing. Pick a god. No, no. You can respect the other ones, but you, you know you're not worshiping every one of them. One of them's your favorite. Pick one. <laughs> one of them's your guy. Uh, wisdom bonus. Fifteenth uh, level of cleric's power in their order. A proven to chosen devotion DT increases their wisdom by one point. So it looks like 15th level is where you get the special stuff. The barbarian got spell resistance. The bard got extra charisma and the, the cleric gets extra wisdom. Well, the chat's moving pretty quickly here. It's uh, like going to be a pattern. So he does a uh, favorite weapon from Greyhawk. Always found the weapon restriction thing to be ridiculous. Fighters already get a uh, better hit bonus. Well, I mean, it's... It, uh, <laughs> I, I get what you're saying conceptually, but I think what it's supposed to do is it's supposed to be know your role. No, plus it, it's also a symbol of your devotion to your God. Sure. That, that you will only use use the weapon that, that your God approves of or prefers or whatever. Right. It's, a, it's, it's, it's an added part of your devotion. You are, you, you, you know, if it comes between your wife and your God, you're going to pick your God every time and twice on Sunday. Chimerians so had much better players than we've had in our games. <laughs> I joke, but only partially. Uh. <laughs> I would love to see it because I was listening to Chimerian talk on uh, with Bruce the other day. I, I would love to, you and him being in the same room. Ooh, actually, you guys have a lot of similar beliefs. I think just the way you implement them is different. Uh, Holy campaign. Oh, Jesus. Here we go. Here comes the Crusades. Once a cleric right. gains 18th level, they can call for a holy campaign. For each follower the cleric has, they can raise 1 to 10 armed adherents with a D8 hit die and gather a further 1 to 100 unarmed adherents with D4 hit die to also follow them on whatever campaign they deem important. So you get a high enough level, you, you can call a jihad and just roll over that town. They have, they, they, they have offended my god. We're, we're going to war and you can just do that well it's That's gonna be great. your jihad versus my crusade there you go <laughs> uh the higher level you get the, the better you are at the at calling folk for the holy crusade that's good uh this, perfect uh, recall uh-oh at 20th level clerics can recall any previously class zero level cleric spells at will they must make a successful wisdom check with a cl zero to recall and cast the spell, and they only recall a specific spell once that day. For instance, a cleric who successfully recalls an, an Endure Element spell cast earlier may only recall it for one additional casting that day. At 24th level, 
Clerics can also recall any previously cast first level spell at will. They must make a successful wisdom check with a zero level spell. Okay. So, so I, I got to butt in here because this is just really annoying to me. This is my editor coming out again. Why do you have up here a cleric gains blah, 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 right? And then right in the next section, you have clerics. <laughs> Fucking consistency. Go on. Okay. So, uh, they oh, get, and now uh, here's the cleric. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we, we, get all, we get all three now. But uh, it looks like uh, when you get to 20th level, the whole uh, number of spells per day is more of a guideline than a rule at that point <laughs> well you are pretty powerful <laughs> let's be fair yeah and then banish uh this banish is... extra, extra planar creatures as a special ability you know usually you have a spell for that but well in the ability. in the original versions of dungeons and dragons it wasn't just turn undead you were turning demons also okay then there you go it's a good deal uh 22nd level divine monolith uh paragon you're such a paragon of the deity an that aura of, emanate an aura of holy or unholy energy magic circle wow wow a magic circle 20 foot radius that does the following cleric is immune to all death attacks including by limited to by spell item class ability or poison the cleric gains plus three to all turn undead checks within radius of the divine monolith the cleric gains plus two to all attribute checks and saves the spell-like ability cannot be dispelled or dismissed, and it is a permanent duration. Basically, just you're an avatar. <laughs> you're walking around, wow. you're an avatar. <clears throat> uh, for a second, I was like, why is the hammer coming out of this character's head? Oh, but she's she's holding on to it right yeah, there. She's like, you got two hammers. She, she's she's double-fisting hammers today. Mark of the Saint. The Cleric's Order Sector deity recognizes them as a saint, no matter the Cleric's alignment. The Cleric's word becomes law to the faithful. Lower ranking members of the order flock to the saint side. The saint gains 1d10 followers per point of wisdom. What? Wait, per point of wisdom or yeah. wisdom bonus? No. Wow. Per point of wisdom. And they got a plus one at 15th level. <laughs> wow. For every 10 followers you get, you get a first level cleric that comes. If you have 40 followers, you get a fourth level cleric. If you have 80, you get an eighth. If you have 100, you get 10. If you roll really well, you can have a 10 wisdom. A 10 wisdom. And, oh, I just rolled all 10s. And you have an army of the willing. <laughs> just uh, just like where, whoever but you Consider the level on. of the character and what you're going to be doing at that level. You're, yeah, you're not at just... At that level, you are, yeah. you are changing the landscape and they're giving you the bodies to do it. Yep, and you and you should be at that level. If you're twenty third level, hey, <laughs> no. yeah, you're you're up there. I get it. I get it. All right. Um, how, how many character classes are there? Thirteen. Twelve. Let's do um, twelve yeah, plus assassin. Let, let's let's go through six. I know we the, like so. Next week we'll do the second half of the character classes. So okay. we've done what three so far. All right, so let's do three more. Let's see if we can whip through these. All right, we'll do them in a row so we don't forget. You want me to do it or do you want to do it? My eye is still a little weird, but I can read okay, now. Let me, let, me, let me do Druid. Okay. okay, again, the prime attribute. I have a problem with Druid. I never liked it. I'm the opposite. I've always loved Druids. I, I get it. I get it. But when when you already have a cleric or a priest, you know, it's it's kind of like uh, ice cream and sherbet. you know, be ice cream or be nothing. You know, what's wrong with you? 
If I remember correctly, though, when we talked about druids last time, I thought that they were actually in this game decidedly different than clerics. Okay, well, number one, they have to be any neutral alignment. Uh, bows, clubs, daggers for weapons, armor is very restricted. <laughs> That's fine. Spell use, they and it's exactly the same as the cleric. Uh, bonus languages, they speak druidic language. So that's a useless language unless you're around other druids. Nature lore. Find shelter or forage for food and identify species of plant and animal. Okay, so that's a little like the the vegetarian version of the barbarian's ability. So that's fine. It, but this is one of those things where I look at it. If you're doing Dungeons and Dragons, I'm like, who cares? But if you're doing Forbidden Lands, well, there's a survival mechanic built into the game exploration requires you to pick what you're doing to uh, to stay fed to find yep. shelter if this game does the same thing then this is amazing and i love it if it's just like yeah yeah, yeah you can role play it if you want we'll see we'll see okay these people in chat know a lot more about the game than we do which is awesome so somebody can put in chat like oh yeah there's a survival mechanic or shut up max you're just being a hater i don't know funny she didn't look jewish that was a good one ah. all right uh, <laughs> Druids seek to protect the wilderness and its beasts from the encroachments of civilization, lest the order of the natural world be upset. They find the myriad artificial creations of civilized peoples abhorrent, where they believe that reliance upon the unnatural creates people who are weak and dependent upon material culture. They are fiercely individualistic and are often found among the barbarian peoples of the world. Well, there See, you go. I, okay, I already hate it. <laughs> okay. I already hate it. I already hate it. What, what Why is that? Because especially a human druid is, uh, is a betrayer of their own race. Basically you're, you're a race trader because, uh, people, humans, especially need to build weapons, need to build houses to protect them from the elements. They don't have fur. They don't have claws. They, they, they don't have horns. They, they can't run 60 miles an hour is sprinting. They, they, they need ballistae. They need all this stuff. Oh, but a druid hates it. It's unnatural. Well, then all humans would have died a long time ago if we weren't allowed to, to create civilization. So shut your goddamn hole and get your head out of your ass. Just want you to live a little bit more natural life. Stop being... Stop being a virus on the planet and learn to live with nature a little bit. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Purpose. Druids live in harmony with nature, revering, rever revering its power and beauty. Although they are sometimes termed priests of nature, the druid is much more. No, they're probably also hippies too. They allow <laughs> nature to determine the fate of its creatures for good or ill. Some druids revere nature and its elements alone. Some pr promote the beliefs of one or more nature's deities, and some bind their anim the anim animistic faith to a strict code of personal conduct. All are devoted to their life's calling and possess specialized wilderness lore, including knowledge of the animal and plant kingdoms. Their divine dispensations are gifts from the spirits of the wood, walk, rock, water, and wind. Storms rage across the plains, seas thunder against coasts, and the grasses of the wild steppe wave ceaselessly. None knows a motive. Druids must be able to relate to this balance of, and neutrality in nature. From this closeness to the surroundings, Druids possess specialized knowledge of wilderness environments, particularly those in which the Druid lives or was trained. 
Should a druid cease to revere nature or ignores their code, the wrath and fear of the spirits of the wild descend upon the errant druid in vengeance. Thank, thank you for leaving that vague. Well, it should, it should be open-minded. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's for the uh, game master to decide. Yep. Uh, I'm reading a lot of the chat while you're reading that stuff. Let's skip. Uh, again, we don't have to read everything here. So yeah, nature, or we already explained that pretty well. Well, well what weapon, weapons are just natural. Yep. Uh, armor, natural. So there you go. There's your druid. That totally. stick is going to do a lot of damage to a whole bunch of nothing. <laughs> well, at, at second level, they all get resist elements. You get a plus two bonus to saving throws versus all of the natural elements. See, that's why you don't want civilization, because you can learn how to walk uh, on hot coals and survive yeah, the cold. <laughs> Woodland stride. At third level, you get the ability to move through natural thorns, briars, overgrown areas, and similar terrain at normal speed. Okay. With bare feet? Sure. <laughs> Totem shape. At sixth level, druids gain the spell-like ability to change into a smaller, medium-sized animal and back again once per day. This ability operates like the polymorph self-spell. Upon attaining this ability, the druid must choose... <laughs> excuse me, a totem shape. The selection is permanent and cannot be changed. Each time a druid uses ability, the character regains 1d4 hit. So it's not a complete heal. <laughs> it's just no. 1d4. And it's only once per day. At level 7 and 8, the druid gains a new totem shape. At level 12, uh, the druid uh, takes ability to change the shape large version of one mm -hmm. of the previously chosen totem forms. This large form can be assumed once per day, and the druid can decide between the three forms each time the ability is used. When assuming the large version, the druid heals 5d8 hit points. At 15th level, the druid can take a totem shape twice per day. At 18th level, three times per day. Okay, so you get more choices, and you can do it more times per day as you go a level, and it's a little minor heal. That's fine. Okay. So perhaps you can see them as instead trying to push sustainable living, killing only when needed, not for sport, not clear cutting, not building more than you need. Yeah, this is how I see druids. Yeah. Um, I see heathen dog sees them as elves. So, you know, they're again, that's why he thinks the race trader thing, you know, the Earth Liberation Front. <laughs> that was good. Uh, advanced resist elements at level 13, 18, and 23. They get bonuses. Uh, wisdom bonus, 15th level. Oh, let me scroll down to that. All Plus right. one wisdom at 15th level. Dismiss woodland creatures at 18th level using <laughs> charisma. Get away from me. Go, Go. now. You've been dismissed. <laughs> uh, let's see. Perfect recall at 20th level. Why? I don't. It's same thing. Zero level druid spell. Same thing the clerics got. Okay, got it. Uh, elementary mastery, twentieth level confers. See, to they should have called this one of the elements. They should have called this elephant recall. Eh? There you go. Eh? Eh? <laughs> now you're thinking. All right. Uh, language of the Wilderlands at twenty-first level, druids master the language of all birds, beasts, trees, and growing things. Okay. You can talk to plants now. All right. Good for you. <laughs> I am Groot. Oh, he says hi. What? <laughs> All right, that's fine. Awaken woodland spirit at twenty fourth level. You can go. Hey, hey, uh, big tree, come on out. Oh, tree. Uh, Druids can awaken both flora and fauna, making them aware of the greater world around them. And, and then, the and then the plants like on par with humans. Yeah, the plants like no, put me back. I didn't want this. I don't want this. It was scary. Hurts. Yeah. <laughs> I can't move and now I know that shit's going to eat me. <laughs> <laughs> Dead 
dead is better. All right. Uh, da, da, da. Awakened I, I, creatures I, 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 hold, are hold, empowered. Hold. Their newfound knowledge granting them strength and endurance beyond their normal ken. Hold on a second here. I don't. I, beings receive two additional hit die. Okay. I, are you talking to us? You know, because we're partially having fun here. Um, yeah, I, I, as far as clerics go, and somebody who studied a lot of religions outside of even Christianity, I have a pretty good understanding of how clerics work. <laughs> like, uh, as far as druids go, uh, again, I've studied a lot of the occult. I've actually studied real druidism, everything from the nonsense of Wicca to actual real druidism. So, I mean, I understand it's historical context if you're talking to us, um, but we're also having fun with our. You know, our presentation here too. Yeah. Now, if you're talking to somebody in chat, well, then I missed it, and I apologize for assuming you were talking about me. <laughs> Rocket Raccoon confirmed for twenty first level Druid. Yeah, that's actually true. He he apparently can understand Groot. <laughs> uh, okay, and that that's basically it. Now, I, see, I like the Druid. To yeah, be honest with you, I I, I you know, be ice cream or be nothing. <laughs> see I, I i like the fact that it doesn't force this balance this neutrality balance that i think was just a mistyping yes, yes, anything the idea of, of true new true neutral is just an idiot's journey i think just stupid. right but living in harmony with nature and yeah. utilizing nature to its strengths and let's be let's be give and take yeah and it. then let's be honest animals have alpha creatures alpha males or you know, some animals are pack That's animals so, yeah. yep and so i mean there's just I, I think the sustainable living thing was the best generic way of putting it. And that's one of the reasons why I do like the Druid class, because as far as like the powers go now, if you're just talking powers in the game, sure, I can walk through trees and, you know, I can make uh, plants talk to me, whatever. But uh, if you actually utilize that in, in a methodology of information gathering and you utilize that for, hey, how can we grow more uh, to to seed this community that somebody's building over there instead of having them, you know, uh, just lay waste everything. Uh, what's that? My strip mine, everything, you know, yeah. I, I absolutely can see how that's built into a society. So. All right. Fighter. We got two more, this one and one more. Okay. Part attribute, not a shock strength <laughs> alignment. Any, but I want to be a dexterity D10. fighter. No, hang on. Hang on. Hit dice D 10. Now, Same as the when, bard. <laughs> I know, right? When, when, when you tell a fighter who's never played this game before, yeah, you have the same starting hit die as a bard. They're like, what? <laughs> they're going to lose their they're gonna lose their minds. <laughs> it's funny. Any weapons, any armor. Uh, level one, choose one weapon to specialize, uh, specialize in. Plus one bonus to hit and plus one to damage when you're using this weapon. Okay. And one of the things, if you've noticed so far, because I don't think any of the other classes got it, it has a, a base to hit, a plus one starting at first level. The other ones had a zero at first level, if I remember correctly. Okay, and Bruce, uh, no. Uh, you, you can actually use your whole uh, bring bring uh, plants to consciousness to fight for you. Yeah, D12 was so, a barbarian, yep. Yeah. Archetype. The fighter is the archetypal warrior, superior to all other classes in armed combat. Fighters come from every geographic region and occupy all social strata. They are born with the strength of will and spirit that leads them to seek the field of battle. They find the clash of metal and the ring of steel invigorating at times and necessary at others. Fighters do not live in fear of the melee. They face their foes with gritted teeth and steely determination, longingly anticipating the next test of their strength and skill. 
All fighters, regardless of background, are characterized by the will and ability to use their brute strength and swift sword to solve problems or overcome foes. Fighters are a unique breed and make their own way in the world for ill or good. Okay. Um, just for three arcs, there are way too many gods in Forgotten Realms. I don't like Forgotten Realms gods. <laughs> there are just too many of them. And uh, my most recent AD&D 2nd Edition game, I was playing a Priest of Lyra. But, uh, God, just to go over it. And I'm still upset that Merkel's dead. So until, you know, he unkills Merkel and forgets all that Syric nonsense. <laughs> okay. Any weapons, any armor, that's fine. Wep weapon specialization, we already got that. Uh, they get another one at 6th level. And at 7th level and at 19th level. Actually, no, uh, they, they get they get a second weapon at 6th level. And then at 7th level, you get, instead of plus 1 bonus, plus 2. And at 19th level, instead of plus 2, you now get a plus 3 to these weapons. Combat dominance. That sounds cool. Sorry, I'm not scrolling down. I'm still doing... Extra attack with any weapon when fighting opponents with one hit die or less. So if you're a scrub... And and you and you're fighting a fourth level fighter. He is going to just wipe the floor with you. Again, this harkens back to basic Dungeons and Dragons. Now this is a little bit different than how it worked there, but basic Dungeons and Dragons gave you extra attack on on creatures of one hit die or less. Yeah, and it goes up at uh, eighth level and twelfth level. Yeah, this just adds a couple extra attacks. So at eighth level, yeah. fighters allowed a total of three attacks. Yeah. Yeah, and at, at 10th level, you get a general extra attack, which is nice. High but it does range. not, but but the, the important part is it does not combine with combat dominance. No. Battle space. At 13th level, fighters gain greater control over their battle space. Through, does that sound too PC to you? Wait, okay. Uh, my personal battle space. Wait, where, where, where we look at battle space? Uh, at level? level? Right here? I'm looking at it right now. Battle space, yeah. Um, yeah. Fighters gain greater control over their battle space through the use of peripheral vision, anticipation of their rivals' maneuvers. No, that seems fine. I mean, no, well, I don't. I, I, I understand, but I it just said battle. Calling it battle space just sounds stupid. I don't know. I, doesn't doesn't bother me. <laughs> okay, the the term could be better. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Uh, experienced fighters develop a keen, almost instinctive understanding of their. Hmm. This allows fighters to coordinate their own defensive and offensive actions in such a way as if they carry a second weapon, use a shield, or even use something as simple as a chair leg, they can use it defensively without it affecting the use of their primary weapon. This grants fighters a plus one bonus to their AC. The bonus does not apply if the fighter is using any two-handed weapon, such as polearm, bow, okay. uh, crossbow, etc. It does combine with a shield bonus, so use of a shield and battle space would grant an extra two to your AC, one for the shield and one for the ability. Like something like combat awareness or 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 battlefield of uh something would have been better than battle space. It just eh. At 17th level, I mean, I like the power. Actually, actually no, 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 Chimerian hits, uh, hits the zone, uh, hits, uh, hits it on the head here with zone of control. That's actually, I think, a more common term is area of control or zone of control right. over battle space. I, I don't have a problem with battle space at all, but now putting those to, uh, together, I would rather have zone of control, yes. Situational control. I would, I would go for that too. Uh, at 17th level, the fighters control of their 
situation increases, allowing them to better master combat maneuvers. They gain the following bonuses. Dodge plus three, disengage minus one, evade plus five, flank plus two, rear attack plus two. At 22nd level, it gets even better. So they just, uh, it's its just an, uh, uh, an extension of their battle experience. Like you don't know exactly what's going to happen, but your experience tells you, you better cover your flank at this moment and you get bonuses to the appropriate thing. Advanced weapon specialization at third level, the fighter chooses another weapon. We, we already went through that. Uh, shield blow at 14th level. You can employ a meet. You can be captain America. <laughs> combining the weight of the shield with their skill they can strike an opponent with the shield upon successful strike the victim suffers a d6 points of damage with a large shield or a d4 with a medium the shield does not count as a second weapon therefore the fighter does not suffer hit penalties when using the shield oh nice so it's actually an extra used... attack okay but but when it's used offensively it does not confer its ac bonus well that that makes sense i think Earthdawn does the same thing doesn't it yeah this ability is in addition to the fighter's extra attack ability gained at 10th level wow so a, a mid-level fighter is a force to be reckoned with. As as he should be. Yes. Strength bonus up, oh, 15 plus one strength. So, so it looks like everybody gets something at yeah. uh, 15th, level. At 15th level. Everyone gets something. Okay. Advanced combat dominance. Same as a fourth level ability, except at 16th level, if you're two hit die creature or less, you're a, you're a schlub. Oh my God. People getting too picky now. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Our show is part entertainment. <laughs> Attribute bonus. At 19th level, the fighter gains a point in either strength or dex. You could have plus two strength. At 19th level, you could have a 20 strength. Not that you really matter. You're not going to get well, a bonus for it. But... Wait, where, where do you get the other bonus? 15th level, you get a plus one strength. At 19th level, you get a plus one strength or oh, dex. Oh, yeah, you, you're right. You're right. Okay, you're right. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So that's wow. That is I'm so, sorry, I'm spending more time looking at chat than listening to what you're saying. Oh, so we have to end it on the somebody already already mentioned this. All right, let's look at Heathen Dog's favorite class from seventh edition. By favorite, I mean he loved it so much he hugged it and squeezed it and named it George. Yep. Illusionist, prime attribute, intelligence, alignment, any, because you know what? Liars can be lawful good. No, uh, not liars. I know this one is totally different. Yeah. Hit dice D four weapons club dagger dart staff armor none. So typical stuff you'd expect from a wizard. Spell use the ability to cast arcane spells with intelligence of thirteen fifteen. One extra spell level. I, I like this. Nice and nice and simple. Nice and simple. You don't have to try to figure out weird charts or whatever. Sharp senses plus one to all illusion saving throws. You'd think you'd know your job pretty well, right? So you get a bonus too you know, based on your level and so forth, uh, to see through other people when they're doing weird crap to you, like, ha ah, liar. Um, all right. In a profession where skill is measured by power, there are those magi who use their powers to make a mockery of reality itself. Rare indeed are, okay, rare indeed are the illusionists. Now, as soon as you say that, that means everybody in the game is going to play one. <laughs> These are spellcasters who use the arcane to blend and blur and twist what is with what may be. I think that's a good description of this. I think that, again, I know Heathen Talk doesn't like the illusionists, but maybe, maybe we can pull them around. We could suck them in by some of this language here. They ply the minds of others and twist desire and perception. So it's not just making you see weird things, twisting desire and perception. I think that's where you had the hangup was the, the uh, whole illusionist thing. You wanted to treat it as the five senses, but it really did dig into the brain of the person that was being targeted. 
into deceptive and often deadly illusions. All right, let's go down. The illusionist uses magic to alter the perceptions of others and even reality itself. Again, I think this is where Heathen Dog had the hang up. He's okay with this part, not with this part. I'm okay with both. I like it. I like the illusionist. I like the way it's described in this game, and it makes it more meaningful than just I throw pretty colors out there. But no, no. When, uh, illusionist, the definition of the word me is fake. But when you can actually alter reality, you're Green Lantern. They they, they just turn him into Green Lantern, except they don't have a ring. So what? So so how do you feel about Earth Dawn, where if a Meryl Bolt is uh, fake, but true if a Meryl Bolt is real? It's the same the same concept. The illusionist has to have some reality behind him, otherwise you would always disbelieve everything it does, and he couldn't do anything. But uh, this this uh, this magic deceives the senses, creates false images and sounds, changes sensory qualities, affects the mind's perception. So not only is it just putting out the illusion out there, but it is enchanting you to some degree using the Dungeons and Dragons version of the word enchanting. And some cases, uh, sorry, in some cases, fashions arcane energies into something real. Boom. Uh, all right. Again, not going to read everything here. Powerful illusionists make loyal soldiers, uh, makes loyal soldiers out of brigands and fools out of professional military men and can, with magic, empower rabble to sweep trained armies from the field. By the way, you didn't even need any pronoun there. So again, correct your English. A keen intelligence and a depth of perception unknown to most men are required for the illusionist to master the complex relationship between magic, the mind, and the mundane. I'm really starting to feel the castles and crusades just pull a lot of this stuff from Earth done. I know they didn't. I'm not actually... But, but I, I like the blend. Maybe that's why I like Castles and Crusades the way they write so many things is because I see it in Earth Dawn, which is my favorite game. Illusionist me. Okay, I don't care about the Lamism. Weapons. Generally untrained in warfare because you're spending time trying to learn how to be your psychologist. Armor. Uh, while I'm reading this, if you see some good chat, go ahead and throw it up on the screen. Uh, also, also because we haven't done this yet, be sure to subscribe. Like, share, and subscribe if you want to hear people rant about things. I mean, talk about games. Um, abilities. So, obviously, they can cast spells because, you know, they're spellcasters. The number of spells an illusionist has in his spell book at the beginning of the game of plays equal to the number of spells he can cast at uh, first level. All right. So, we'll just look at the chart. So, look at that. Six. Wait, wait. Yeah. Oh, it's six because I keep forgetting zeroth level spells. Yeah. I was like two, yeah. but yeah, zeroth, zeroth level spells. You're right. With a high intelligence score, an illusionist gains bonus spells. If the character has intelligence between 13 and 15, he can memorize an extra one. Okay. So that's, and, that's the same for everybody. All the, yeah. all the spellcasters have that. Which is why I'm scrolling down. Yeah. Uh, right. That's taken up the full side there. All right. Sharp sense of illusionist. An illusionist innate ability to distinguish the real from the unreal in parts. A plus one bonus to all illusionist saving throws. Great sentence. Much better than some of the other stuff you've written. The bonus increases to plus two. Plus three at these levels, so every three levels, it looks like. Yeah, see, I don't, mm, that is way too specific. And for what? To all well, illusions, say, no, no, illusions yeah, it's, it's not useful for an illusion to counter another illusion. In a certain situation, when all the other classes, uh, the, they, they get abilities at level four, level seven, level 10. If you, if you scroll back and look, that's all they get. That's all they get. Sharp senses, sharp senses, sharp senses. They don't get any other powers. Hey, if it stops me from being brain fugled, I might be okay with that. Yeah, but that's all <laughs> it does. 
it doesn't well, all the other classes gave you know a, a much much broader benefit where this is a very pinpoint specific benefit oh my god you're gonna see it in just a second here using magic and props the illusionist can disguise himself will you please be fucking consistent Keep ah, this push is the through. right this is the right way to write it though so i give you a thumbs up for this one losers can disguise himself and impersonate others the effort requires one uh, d3 times 10 minutes of work okay uh this, this is just like the disguise from from earth done again disguise can include any apparent change of height or weight of no more than one to wow that's kind of that's kind of low i mean that's kind of low but i mean let's I mean, look, they gave Anakin high heels so that he could look like Darth Vader. So, you know, or uh, what's his name? Hayden Christensen. Like, it depends, I guess, what you're doing. Um, following modifiers apply, disguise checks, uh, different sex, race, and so forth. Only minus two for a different race. I guess, you know, a human isn't going to try to be a dwarf, though. That just wouldn't work out. Well, yeah, you, you, couldn't get the, you couldn't get the height uh, yeah. percentage. Right. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a tall dwarf. Yeah. Uh, all right. Illusionist high level progression. All right. See invisible at 13th level. Okay. That's uh, not again very specific to illusion spells, but okay. Uh, or, or invisible creatures as a whole. Yeah. Has learned to distinguish shades of light. And because of this, has a chance to see any invisible object or person. 18th level abilities uh, can actually inside and shape of the target. 24th master illusionist innate ability distinguish the real from the unreal reach supernatural level. Uh, the illusionist gains a second sight and may permanently see the reality of things. Wow. Wow. Well, seeing. Now, well, you know what I feel about that right now? Hang on, hang on, hang on a second. <laughs> this is literally a max level illusionist. I'd give it to him. He got this far. Yep. I'd give it to him. You're the only guy in the world who has true seeing because you're a 20 level for level illusionist. Good job. There, there's like 10 of you maybe in the whole world. No, no. Oh, wait, hold on, Bruce. Now, anything that's a T-shirt can also be a mug. You just have to pick the mug. <laughs> Any, like, I, I think there are only a couple of items on our Redbubble store that uh, that aren't mugs, but I'm pretty sure all of them can be mugs, except for like a couple of the ma the ones that are like mask only. Uh, so everything just there should be an option just to change it from T-shirt to. I mean, that's how Heathen Dog got his tapestry that's behind him. I mean, that's just the Legion Myth logo. That's you know that. It's the same thing as this, <laughs> just on a tapestry. So, um, yeah. So, so hopefully it's there. But uh, back to this intelligence, hey, wait, intelligence bonus. Bonus. Guess what? Normal. 15th level, get a plus yeah. one. Detect, detect magic. magic. Starting at 16th level, the illusionist's long career allows him to detect telltale signs of magic without casting a spell. After five rounds of study and concentration, they can see the essence of an item, determining whether or not it's magical. Oh, here we go. With successful intelligence check, the illusionist can ascertain the magic's origins, whether made by dwarves, elves, ancient civilizations. Okay, so you need a bard for the general history of an item, but the bard cannot see if it's magical. You need an illusionist to figure out if an item is magical and to study where that magic comes from and the aspect or ability the, that, the, uh, that the item has. Okay. At 18th level, Lucius can determine the power of the item, whether great or small, as well as its nature. Okay. Change self at 19th level. They can now alter their own persona, shaping themselves in a different guise, shape, or form. Illusions may change self at the spell as the spell once a day. Unlike the spell, the innate ability allows them to alter their racial appearance as well as the smell, sound, and even tactile sensations of their new identity. Additionally, the effect lasts until the illusion dispels it. 
the illusionist dispels it. Okay, so you can just it's a it's a permanent change self that is all five senses. I mean, it's it's change self. It's a transmutation spell. It's not just an illusion. Well, but it's not real. It's well, if I remember correctly uh, from D and D, the transmutation change self didn't give you all the powers of a creature. It just made you look like it. Now it might give you claws, but it wouldn't give you like a displacer's beast displacing ability right, or whatever. And, uh, it, it doesn't say this one does either. It, it yeah, so. So it, it reminds me of cha change self as the spell. So this is change self. This isn't an illusion that you're changing yourself. Alt, he's, he's altering. Yeah, okay. Here's so. perfect recall again. Yep. Yeah, Which seems like all the casters like get. All the mages, when they hit level 20, they get to, they get the... Which is fine. It only affects the cantrip, yeah. so... Yeah, it's fine. Uh, Magnum Opus. At 24th level... Okay. In a day-long ritual. What else do you want? Jesus. Reach their magnum opus, the height of their spellcasting prowess. In a day-long ritual, drawing power from the plane of shadow and combining the spells, distort reality, mirage arcana, permanent image, polymorph any object, and shades, master illusionists blend what lies in their mind's eye with that of the world around them. Magnum opus allows the illusionist to create any one object or being or one area of 10 by 10 per level with this ritual. An illusionist can create a being of half their level in hit dice. It possesses all the powers of a normal creature of its type would. For instance, if a manticore is created, it can fly, shoot spikes, etc. That's awesome. Hang on. The illusion reflects perfection. So great is the power of the illusion that it cannot be dispelled for one day per level of the caster, except by a wizard or illusionist of uh, equal so, or greater. And ability. how many times are you just going to run into the random 24th level? <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly right but you know what if if i were a 24th level illusionist and i wanted to make the perfect creature i don't think i'd choose a manticore uh, what doesn't hey what if what if the village you're going to has either a religious uh fear of or a religious uh awe based on a manticore you could do a lot with that yeah i'd still want the perfect stripper sure <laughs> <laughs> when i can't argue that you win <laughs> <laughs> i mean come on you get to make one perfect anything what do you want oh i don't know always a t-rex baron g-rock says always a t-rex no never a t-rex <laughs> no boobs on a t-rex don't look right <laughs> you can only attempt a magnum opus once per month they must spend a day oh, no but it lasts how long days <laughs> yeah and you have to have all those spells Yep. Distort reality, mirage arcana, permanent image, polymorph any object, and shades. You have to have those spells. So here we go. It's completely flipped the script down a little bit. An illusory sword created to slay a powerful monster may indeed become a physical object. See, you don't have to make a manticore. A landscape created by this ritual may become a real place. Now you're really getting earth dawny on us. Yep. With all, uh, wow. Okay. So it's, I like, thank you for this example. I think this is a really good example because it's getting people out of the idea of just saying, well, you just make a monster. No, no, no. You can do so much more with this. So good example. That That's person, excellent. In quotes, because it's a stripper, obviously. So person's in quotes. <laughs> created by strippers are people too. Not in my experience. Uh, the master illusionist uh, and, and, her brother are said to be products of this ritual. Each claims to be the true person while the other is the result of the Magnum Opus taking on a life of its own. Well, he made a stripper and apparently the stripper turned into, instead of the perfect stripper, the perfect illusionist. 
Okay. Uh, read the last sentence before the example. Okay. The image becomes real, cannot be dispelled or disbelieved, and a paladin's cleansed soul ability will not reveal it as ever having been an illusion. Oh, wow. no, uh, ritual effect is a 1% chance per the illusionist level to become real. So 24% chance at 24th level because you can only do this at 24th level. So there's a there's almost a one in four chance of whatever you make being permanent and real forever. So what was it about the illusionists not having power? <laughs> they just have to wait to uh, get investment. You're investing yeah, okay. in the. <laughs> I, I like this illusionist better than the than the seventh printing illusionist. Do we know that it's any different? Anybody in chat? Uh, how different is this from seventh printing? Because yeah, maybe, uh, maybe I'm just remembering it wrong. But this this seems a lot more illusiony instead of like uh, just. I can do anything I want. Or maybe, maybe just time has healed the wound a little bit. and That's entirely possible. Not uh, okay. Entirely possible. I think we end this today because we've got a bunch of classes yeah. to do next week. And I, I mean, we've got the night and we've got, uh, what else we have here? Uh, the night was actually one I think we liked in seventh uh, printing. Yeah. Uh, wow. Is that, is this all nights? Jesus. <laughs> uh, then we got oh, the monk, you know, we got a lot, we got a lot more to go through. So uh, we'll do the rest of the classes next week, but other than the, and I hope that the physical copy now, mind you, this is a PDF copy from, I think may. I did look to see if there's an updated one. There isn't. So I'm hoping that the inconsistencies in editing, we bypassed a couple of them because it would have actually made me explode. But there were a couple other ones. I posted them on our Discord, a couple of the ones that I found where the editing was just atrocious. <clears throat> but I'm hoping that the, the hardcover printing, when I get it, has that worked out. So this may just be an older copy where they're still going through the editing process and so forth. But I like Castles and Crusades. I want people to like Castles and Crusades. This is on my list of games that I want to play for the long term when I get settled down more. Uh, it is, yeah. So I cannot wait until next week when we talk about uh, the rest of the classes. And then, of course, the week after that, we'll go into whatever comes next. Uh, spell casting, blah, blah, blah. You know. Uh, but I hope probably you... Probably combat first. Probably, yeah, probably combat first. Yep, the, the game mechanics. Which the game mechanics are really simple in this game. So, I, yeah. But uh, I'm liking it. If anybody out there, you know, didn't get this far and thinks we're a bunch of haters, we're not. Uh, part of what we do is entertainment. Part of what we do is tell you what's there. Part of what we do is tell you go read the book because we want you to buy it. The Battle Lords team doesn't seem to think that way. But no, I actually, we sold two books. Did you know that? We sold two yeah. Battle Lords books and said, because of your reviews of Battle Lords, I bought it. So for all the hate we gave it, <laughs> Battle Lords sold. You got money out of it. Shut up. Yeah, yeah. 120 bucks. <laughs> so. Like, subscribe, and share. So let's let's hit these comments. I, I'm sorry if I'm not keeping up with the comments with you guys. And and look, I know that's part of doing the live stream thing, but we also have to keep the flow of the show going as well. So uh, no different. So he says it's no different. He said just the other stuff is in the Castle Keeper Guide. And to be fair, we didn't touch the Castle Keeper Guide. No. Uh, we only stayed with the with the lower levels of of the game. So all of that is there. So uh, I think you're focusing on the Castle Keeper bonus material. That's hey. That's great, but that's that makes it new to us and that makes it more exciting to us. Yeah, we did not cover the Castle Keeper guide for seventh printing. We talked about it, but at that point we realized that there was gonna be an eighth printing, and we we're like, uh, let's just wait till eighth printing comes out, you know. So come back next, yeah, come back next week. Uh does oh, does the monk have an Asian influence? Yes, Mr. Mac Max Bolvin, come back next week and we will tell yeah, you. Find out. Is it uh, gonna be Kwai Chain Kane or is it gonna be the <laughs> 
the white version of Kwai Chang Kang, which is Kwai Chang Kang. I don't know. Dragon Fist or whatever it's called. Uh, what was that that Netflix show that you guys hated that I actually thought was okay? Is it Kung Fu Monk or Abby Monk? I think that I think you know the answer to that. I think you do. If we'll not, find out. it's what it's what you would expect. <laughs> uh, hold on, uh, Bruce actually tagged us. You know the books are stuck in a boat somewhere. Oh yeah, 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 yes, yeah. It's just like everything else. I think my One Ring from uh, from Free League Publishing and my Twilight Two Thousand is also stuck on a boat. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's fine. But hey, Iron Fist. That that's what it was called. There it is. Yeah, yeah. I didn't like it that much. Yeah, no, I, I didn't but, mind. Yeah, I I understand. I just I just thought you know a lot of people are like oh it's it's, it's cultural appropriation. It's, 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 it's no, shut there, the, what I heard from you guys is you guys were mad that uh, he wasn't actually good at martial arts. So I'm like yeah, if you've actually taken martial arts, he was pretty good at martial arts. No, you no, know. no. But but the, but the thing is, he was trained since he was like six or seven or something yeah. like that. Every day, all day, twelve hours a day. You should be to my to my. He's not a eye. forty pound Asian guy. <laughs> no, no, this is, this is a white guy. He he should have. He had he had like a foot and a half and forty pounds on every other kid his age for his entire <laughs> life. He should have been mopping the floor with these with these mooks, right? He should, he wow. unbelievable. Maybe that's why he wasn't good because he was so much better than everyone else because he was out weight classing them and they couldn't keep up. He couldn't learn anything. That's entirely possible. I'll take that explanation. I just spelled I mean, hello, hello when, wrong when you're and constantly Odyssey. fighting children, your skill level stagnates. Uh, yeah. So, but I want to thank everybody who chatted through that time. I tried to put up as many as I could, especially if it was related directly to what we were talking about. Um, I can't promise we're going to do that constantly as we get more people chatting, but, uh, try to keep up with it. Cause we know, you know, that's part of streaming and we need to do that. But, uh, thank you. Thank you. Um, all right. Who are we going to show off today? What two channels we did? Uh, didn't we, we did Bruce last week, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Uh, oh, uh but before we do that, I want to remind everyone that uh tonight i'll be streaming uh the original night of the living dead and uh i'll be doing some commentary some trivia some uh movie production facts all that all that good stuff i do it every year and uh i i'm the the tentative time is 9 p.m eastern 8 p.m central but if if you're someone here and you want to you want to get in on that say hey can you start a little early or start a little late then you know i can take that into account and get that going but uh now we're gonna do what uh bruce lombardo look at that got bruce lombardo guys since he's in chat i figure we'll do him again here sure. so you got bruce lombardo let me put the link for you in chat go check out his channel he's one of the gatekeepers uh this week gatekeepers is at a weird day and time and all types of weird stuff i can't be there it's too late um but uh yeah they're gonna be talking about adventure mashups basically how to take modules and mash them together how to edit modules how to just come up with your own stuff by reading watching movies and and uh reading modules and, and so forth basically how to take those modules and put them into something coherent for you and your game so as somebody posted earlier is not what we all do well maybe it is maybe you can still learn something i'll learn something when i watch it after the fact so uh that will not be that'll actually be on the OGGM's channel yeah that's what i should do i should put the OGGM up there did i put bruce's link in the chat yeah so i put bruce lombardo's link into chat there uh, but you can see his videos. Surprising that I watch Bruce so much on my actual Legion of Myth account, not my personal account. How does Bruce warrant that? Everybody else gets my personal account. <laughs> um, 
I also have Biggest Geek is up here. And the reason I want to show them off again is because they hit 100 subscribers, which means they're having a giveaway. If you haven't signed up for their giveaway, whoops. There we go. Go. There we go. That's Biggest Geek is right. Yes. Uh, go to their site. You can, I, I think it's on actually biggestgeekist.com. It's, hold on. B I G G U S. Um, hmm. Is it blog.biggestgeekist.com? Biggest, biggest podcast. There we go. Do, 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 do. Uh, you, somewhere on here, they've got a link to sign up. If you watch it, it's on, uh, it's, it'll be in uh, the videos where to uh, sign up. This is the podcast side of it. Uh, I gave you the uh, YouTube side of it, but they have a contest to give away stuff. Do you want free stuff? Go subscribe and then click on the little email link that they've got. And if you're not sure, you can, uh, you know, just talk to them. Come to one of our discords and talk to them. But there's Biggest Geek is 100 subscribers. They're having a giveaway. There's a D&D 5th edition book, a Pathfinder book, but, they, but they're generic use books. So you don't just have to use them for that game. And a tabletop uh, game, like uh, just a typical tabletop board game. Uh, and they might even have more. I don't know. But uh, there you go. Subscribe. Let's push them over the edge. Let's get them some views. Subscribe to Bruce. Let's push him up. Let's get him to 500. Why can't we get Bruce to 500? Let's get Bruce to 500. Let's do that. And, oh, look at Baron G-Rock right there. Look at Jed. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and this is Bruce when uh, he Chia pets his hair. There you go. And, uh, and there's a Legion of Myth mug that when I hover over, it goes, oh, hey, there's me. <laughs> all right. So, all right. So there we go. That's Bruce Lombardo. And that's Biggest Geekist. Go ahead and follow them. Stop sharing. Stop sharing. We have in chat. You know, biggest geek is because on Thursday we are that amazing. Yes, that amazing, but only on Thursdays. Yes, this is very true. Uh, Chimerian was actually on with uh, one of those videos. Chimerian was on talking about uh, some stuff that I thought it'd be great to have him arguing with Shadzar and talking with Ethan Dog about uh, things like you know, how to handle run campaigns, how to railroad people, how to the illusion of of uh, agency came up. He said he said that a couple of times. <laughs> Player agency not allowed for Heathen Dog. <laughs> it wasn't that bad, but <laughs> uh, <clears throat> all right. For segment two today, I'm just gonna go away because I don't need to be here for segment two at all. Why? This is gonna be all Heathen Dog. Did you not see what segment two is about? No. You caused it. You caused throw it. it. Up. Throw it up. Well, hold on. I'm not gonna throw it because we're gonna talk about something first where I can still be here. Okay. I just don't remember the link. Uh, I have to pull up my Discord. Um, I covered it on Friday, but I didn't get to cover it with you. So this will be short. This will probably be short. And then Heathen Dog, the second part of segment two is going to be Heathen Dog going over his master's thesis on leveling up in a game. And since he oh, didn't know okay. he was... All right. he, and this is the less drunk version. Yes, I was quite inebriated. Yes, you were. Where the hell is my Discord? I can't find it. There it is. Uh, let's see if I can find where this was posted. Uh, where were we talking about phylacteries? The phylactery. Uh, I can't find it then. Oh, is that it? Yes, that is it right there. Boop. I remember, uh, I think it was like 10 years ago, I was on a forum and I wrote something and I was banned. And oh. the reason the, the the reason from for my banning was was uh, inappropriate content. After days of emailing back and forth, they finally told me what my inappropriate uh, content was. 
it was it was sexual in nature. I'm like, what? It was a role playing thing. I wasn't talking about sex at all. I used the word prophylactic as it's actually defined as a preventative measure. I said the word prophylactic. I got banned. Well, that's like when I got I got kicked out of a guild in EverQuest back in the day because I used the word queer to mean what it actually means. Strange. I wasn't talking about I was like, well, that that, that was a queer little thing that happened over there. And apparently I upset some of their LGBTQ people like whatever. Yeah, but this I don't, I don't remember the exact sentence, but it was something like uh, as as a as a as a prophylactic measure, I would do this. And they're like, oh, no, sexual talk banned. Like, Aaron the Relentless, uh, if you want to put that on the screen, hit the nail right on the head. We've all been banned by RPG Net. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> all right. Uh, we're we're going to do the phylactery thing really quickly because, yeah, most okay. of you saw us talking about it on Friday, but uh, and then we'll get into Heathen Dog's dissertation. And yes, this is what he was trying to r ramble through on. Uh, uh, on <laughs> but our disclaimer, read it, love it, know it, be part of it, accept it. And of course, we have Discord, Locals, and Rumble. We've got a lot of good stuff. Uh, Redbubble. Did I say Rumble? Wow. Uh, we have a Rumble. lot of... Yeah, well, I'm, I'm not using Rumble. We have a lot of good stuff on a Redbubble. Uh, please uh, check out the merch. Buy it. We've got... Uh, somebody said, none of your stuff is family-friendly. No, I'd say over half our stuff is family-friendly. But we also have some wisecracks on there as well. So you, if you're the type of person... Like, I was wearing my Comic-Comma Pipe-Comma hat today at Walmart. Um... And nobody even knew what it meant because most well, people Walmart. don't. I mean, you are oh, not you are not wearing the most awful thing there. You went to a Walmart. Well, I was wearing clothes, so I obviously wasn't wearing the most there you awful go. thing. Yeah. Uh, but you can also come by our website, Odyssey, YouTube, Twitch, and for those of you who like to donate, but why would I donate? Well, it's because we have a three thousand subscriber giveaway. That's why you want to donate. When we hit three thousand subscribers, at least those four games are going to be given out. Why didn't we do this during segment one? We were supposed to do this during yeah. segment one also. Did I? Oh, okay. And also part of this is all the super chats we get. Half of the super chats are going to uh, at, to additional things to give away. I'm taking it straight from Heathen Dogs funds. Yep. All right. Uh, and uh, that is it for yeah. So uh, let's get into segment two. So segment two. The, Tell me about it. Why? Why is it now verboten? <clears throat> I have to look this way. I'm not going to change the screen. So I'm going to be looking this way. But Paizo officially changing phylacteries to soul cages. No, no, no. Don't. I saw, no, I'm not because it's a bunch of nonsense. I saw this in the preface of book five, A Strength of Thousands. I will, I'm sure, get a lot more extensive mention in the, in the Book of the Dead next year. Starting with Lich, in this adventure, we're making the long overdue terminology change. The use of the word phylactery as an item in which the lich stores its soul. A lich is an it. And a lich is a thing. It's an it. I-T. Cut out three of those letters. It's an it. Fucking morons. Stores uh, <clears throat> its soul. It's both inaccurate and inappropriate given the evil nature of liches. I, you, uh, and the world's connotation with real world religious practices. Now, I'm going to give them a clap and a thumbs up for one thing of this. Because normally, well, no, normally they don't care what religion says. In fact, they make fun of religion. So at least they're kind of being fair now. Uh, that, that, that's the only thing. Now, I don't like it. I think it's stupid as hell. Yeah. But uh, at least, okay. Instead of just laughing at, at religion, they're now saying, hmm, okay, you know what? If we're going to do it on this side, we need to do it on this side as well. I will give them that. I like things that are consistent. However, it's still stupid as hell. 
It's consistently stupid. Um, instead, liches in Pathfinder 2nd Edition store their souls in objects called soul cages. Yay! And act the lich sees as the ultimate act of defiance against the cycle of life and death. And this is where they get stupid again. Liches consider these souls not as things to cherish, but as weaknesses that once locked away in a cage allow for eternal undeath. No, they lock it in cages and hide the thing away so you don't kill them. What is the only way to kill a lich? Destroy its phylactery. It's not, I mean, you can add on the addition of the weakness as well if you want to. I think that adds more character and more flavor. I don't have a problem with that. But the real reason that the lich doesn't hang around with the phylactery like dancing around its neck, like, oh, that's the thing you got to break to kill the witch, uh, the lich, is because that's the way to kill it. That's why demi liches that put their stuff on like the plane of ash, hiding, you know, digging, digging through that plane and hiding it somewhere because that's the only way to kill them. Oh, let's just consider these souls of weeks like we allow for eternal death. Apart from this change in name, the mechanics for how Lich functions remains unaltered. Okay. Uh, I, I think the religious connotation is appropriate rather than inappropriate. The reason being is because you are keeping your soul from the karmic cycle or from hell or from heaven or from the great beyond or from getting reincarnated. You are, you are stopping, uh, what what whatever whatever deities uh have power over your world from putting your soul where it's supposed to be so it does have religious connotations you are you're you're keeping your soul from your higher power you're you're stealing it from from god that is that is a that is a an act of absolute evil and it is by definition a, a religious infraction whether you believe in god or not god does you know in this world god does exist and you're keeping your soul from him it's a phylactery you can shut your hole soul cage well so here's the other part does that mean they're going to change oh, golems? battle space i'm like <laughs> are they are they going to change golems because golems are from judaic tradition or uh, tradition has the ineffable name of God on its forehead and so on and yep. so forth. How do you destroy a golem? You cross out the name of God. But but we nobody in D&D uses it that way. So what are they going to be now? Uh, uh, living rock elementals or, or non-sentient rock elementals? I mean, come on. If you're going to do one, you got to do them all. All of this stuff. Look, as somebody who's way more spiritual than that guy over there, I think this is asinine. <laughs> okay? I absolutely think this is asinine. Uh, orcs aren't black people. Phylacteries aren't. Uh, what's the word for uh, anti-religion of some sort? Anti-Semitic. <laughs> That's a particular type. But, uh, yeah. you know, it's like all of this is stupid. It's all just I think it's attention getting at this point. It's like, what's the next thing people can be offended by? Like, oh, we've already taken care of everything else. Uh, religion. I don't care about religion. No, 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 no. What we could do is we can call them soul cages. All right. Let's sell another book. <laughs> Uh, I heard that they hate the idea of Golem too. <laughs> what are we all going? What are we going to be fighting? Well, then you have to get rid of ghosts. Yeah. Or vampires, especially vampires. Ugh, oops, I'm missing. Give time to get to it right. <laughs> they might call animated constructs. Oh, there you go. There's still a lame term. Yeah. Uh, it is sacred. It's just reflection since the sacred. Oh, yeah. It is sacred though. It's a reflection of the sins. So let's take another spot for life. Let's itself occupies a higher position. Okay. I mean, that's a, that's is a way of seeing it. I don't have a problem with that. 
Liches are the willful enemy of death itself. I like that. Yeah. So it is, yeah, it is attention seeking at this point, right? It's a long time ago. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's get some of this chat up here and then we will get heathen dog. I am actually going to step away to go to the little Max's room in just a moment. I actually drank a lot of coffee because I had to go out this morning to get a prescription for my eye hole. Um, let's get through some of this. All right. <laughs> Call my uh, wrong. That's not how it's spelled. That's Gollum, not Golem. <laughs> nice. I do like that though. I hate puns. I hate puns, but that's funny. Okay. All fairy tale creatures are banned. Yeah. Well, what, one of my favorite things is when they say orcs are bad. Like, oh, because you use the words, uh, um, was it savage and and uh, brutal and thuggish, you know, for orcs. And those are words that were used for black people. They were also the words used for Vikings. How black were Vikings? You're looking at one, basically. My, that's my heritage. So, all right, heathen dog, are you ready to give your master's thesis on how to properly level a character? Why slow leveling is better? Why, how to engage the characters through the leveling and et cetera, et cetera, yada, yada, whatever you're going to say. All right. It all goes to the player agency. Okay. Don't actually give your players any kind of agency in the game. You give them the illusion of agency and they'll eat it up and they'll be grateful for it. Part of that is with the leveling system. You don't level up quickly. If you if you level, if you go an entire level in one gaming session, you're doing it wrong. Number one, uh, when you reach a new level, the character player needs time to get adjusted and acclimated to the character's possible new abilities at this level. So they should spend some time in that level. And then move on to the next one. And in between levels, there should be a training period. Some people say a couple of weeks. Some people say a couple months. I say a year. A year training between levels. Why? Well, that's easy. In many games that have uh, age, age requirements or, or, or aging penalties and bonuses, a lot of people don't use them. A lot of people don't, a lot of game masters don't age their characters. They'll get to 20th level and still be 25 years old. No, there is no 20th level wizard that's 25 years old. I'm sorry. There, you know, if if you look at, at any comic or anime or or uh uh oh let's let's just do Lord of the Rings. Everyone in Lord of the Rings who was mid mid to mid-high level was at least middle age. At least. And then there was Gandalf, who was mid to high level, maybe 15 or so. He was old. He was dirt old compared to everyone else. Maybe except for Aragorn, but he was half-elf, so it doesn't count. But everyone was middle-aged because they properly aged during their leveling. So if you have a 20-year-old 10th-level fighter, you're doing it wrong. And the year gap is, is good because you have to train four hours a day for this entire year to gain your level. But in the meantime, you can also do all the background tasks that players want to do. They want to set up a church. They want to set up a keep. They want to uh, raise their raise their uh, um, uh, status in the Thieves Guild, or they want to uh, study a magical artifact or create a new spell or all that stuff. All that that can be done 
at the same time as they're training the level throughout that year. They can do their own thing. They can get their own things done. It makes them feel better about themselves, and it doesn't interfere with your game. Easiest thing to do. Easiest thing to do. Everyone gets what they want. It's no skin off the game master's nose because it didn't affect your game at all. And you're good to go. And then as you're as you're leveling, the character is going through the going through the age progression. You're going from young young adult to adult to middle aged to old to very old. Your physical stuff, your physical stats go down. Your mental stats go up. Why wouldn't a wizard or cleric want this? In second edition Dungeons Dragons, as you get older, you get smarter and wiser. As a wizard or a cleric, that's that's bonus. That's all gravy. It's great. Now, as a fighter, I understand. I don't want to age. I'm just going to get worse at my job. Well, that's where skill and experience come in. And maybe some magic item. Maybe maybe a potion or something. Maybe, maybe uh, you know, once you get to high enough level, you get to, you get to 15th, 16th, 20th level, whatever. You know, you, you, you quest for a girdle of giant strength or... Or you know something along those lines to 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 give you give you at least give you back your youthful power or something like that you know that that is something that can happen in later levels but it's part of aging that cements the role playing experience for the player your your character is not only gaining experience but but gaining age uh, gaining. Uh, insight, gaining wisdom, and losing some strength. Constitution, a little pep in their step. You lose it a little bit. You got to make up for it with cunning and guile. You know, that's all part of the process of, of leveling up a character from 1 to 20 or from 1 to 24, or from 1 to 15 or whatever it is in your game. So yes, the very, the not, not very slow leveling. I mean, uh, uh, on, the, on, the, on the thing I did, like one eighth the level per adventure, when you get to higher levels, that's a little, actually it gets weird throughout. I mean, that to me, that may be a little slow. One fourth, a third, you know, n- nothing faster than that. I don't want anyone to, to, to gain a level in, in less than three sessions. Well, one of the, one of the things that I keep stressing is you have to know your character and especially at higher levels, you guys learned this in earth, don't drink. Uh, where as you got more talents and, and you were trying to tie threads to your your swords and so forth, you, know, you basically utilize magic swords that if you started increasing too fast, you kind of forgot about some talents. Like, oh crap, I could have been doing that. Yeah. Um, so Again, so you, it's you, time for the player to, to yes. acclimate to the character's new abilities. I and it. learn how they can be done in just so many different ways. Right. Indigo Dragon says, this works great for games with levels, but not as much for Shadowrun. Yes, but Shadowrun also does not have an aging mechanic. As you get older, you don't you don't get weaker or smarter. So you you can adjust as necessary, but time should still elapse. You should still have long breaks in between game sessions so the player can age, and the 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 uh, the I'm sorry, so the character can age, and and the player can have character do background stuff that you don't want affecting your campaign or getting in the way of, of your campaign's adventuring tempo. So, it, I mean, especially in games like Shadowrun, where there, there is no deficit for being old, age them all you want. You know, take as many breaks as you want. It doesn't matter. What you need to do in Shadowrun is you need to give them money sinks. You keep yes. them adventuring. Otherwise, well, no, they're going to... The lifestyle, 
and you have to well, pay them that's every month. if you're role playing like i've seen people like oh, i've done four adventures and i'm a billionaire i don't need to like how the hell or, did you do that how are you a billionaire with four adventures you got fencing fees you have uh you have fees aware we don't worry about that stuff that just tech takes time it. it's hot it's only worth half as much blah 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 you know stuff like that all that crap happens that's because you're driving. building a world you're doing what you're supposed to do a lot of these people and i'm not talking to people in our chat i'm just saying generally the people that i've talked to are just like man i'm just there to shoot people take their new yin and turn it in like we don't worry about all that nonsense that's stuff that, that's stuff that's just outside the game who cares that's just not fun I, see your your reaction is like my reaction as well. It's like, oh, what are you doing then? <laughs> you know, then then you're homebrewing because Shadowrun is built for the grind. You have to grind it out. You have to grind your riches. You have to you have you have to spend every month for your lifestyle. Uh, that includes food. That includes a car. That includes apartment, water, electricity. All that stuff is a monthly month monthly spending, and there's only so much time you can take off from shadow running before your coffers run dry. And then you got to go go back to the grind. Yeah, but that person at age 22 and 32, if physically fit the same way as uh, let's be fair, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger wasn't winning his Mister Olympias at age 50. No. So, yes, you can do that if you start off weaker. Uh, but so I, I get what you're saying. But if you're supposed to be at your peak and so forth, your yeah. maximum is going to drop. Now, I, one of the things that I like are games that let you actually increase your attributes and then maybe slowly degrade them well, or, yeah. or stop the maximum. Yeah, I mean, there, there are a lot of games where you can start as a child, where you start at minus attributes. And as you go to young adult, that goes higher. And then regular adult is where you're supposed to start. And then you lose all the physical minuses at that point. So, you know, there Look, is that if you want to start young. Look, rubber and plastic guns are not the same thing as winning a Mr. Olympia. Stop being weird. Yeah, see, there you go. There you go. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, slow down your leveling. Put time in between levels for training so they can get things done behind the scenes, stuff that their character wants to do. And so you can age everyone properly. You can actually, instead of, instead of having, you know, uh, a young adult archmage of the, of the holy order of whatever, you can have a grizzled old man who has, or who look, everyone looks at him and knows he's earned every single scrap of power that he has accumulated throughout his long life of trobs and tribulations and, uh, experimentations, failures, and success. Chimerian's got a comment for you for when you do your Shadowrun series. Uh, you mean you don't just walk out with a starting character with a basic deck and go hack a mega corporation's bank account for all the cash? No, I have to actually do runs? No! <laughs> yes, you have to actually do runs. It's called Shadow Run, not not uh, Decker Wins. It's not called that. In, in, in fact, in, in, my, in my entire thing, I tell you, don't play a Decker or a Rigger in first edition. Don't do it. That, that's, what, that's what the background traits for uh, contacts are for. You you buy a decker Wait, and a rigor what? friend. Minor flower, major depending how you look at it in, in Heathen Dogs training. It's just solely to age people, not to gain level. As XP exists to gain level, training isn't needed for learning those new skills. Yes, it is. Actually, it's written into some of the books. Yep. It only serves to pass time. 
Uh, well, maybe maybe the way he I missed the first part of what Heathen Dog was saying, but training is in a lot of games, uh, so right. forth. Because just because you learned how to chop an orc gives you experience, yes, but to actually train, it's just like martial arts. You don't your training doesn't start until you become a black belt, right? Honing now, skills, uh, learned, yeah, yeah. For the for this whole for this whole training thing, like like training just happens. What? Some... What? You shut yeah, you you stop it. typing right now. Never <laughs> let it. I, I'm banning this you. First I, edition, first edition riggers suck. I love right. the rigor. <laughs> Here we go. Some training is OJT. Swinging a sword, dodging. That that after time it becomes muscle memory. I get it. Mm -hmm. I get it. If if you if you think that uh, that that a warrior should be able to increase his ability to hit mm -hmm. and increase his hit point total once he hits the mark for the experience. That's fair. That is a valid argument. Because and and that's what I do. I yeah, just don't yeah. level up your non-weapon proficiencies or skills or whatever. Right. right. Yeah. Special abilities, non-weapon proficiencies, skills, stuff like that. That is the stuff that you have to train. That's the stuff you have to practice before it becomes combat relevant. When you reach your level marker, the you have the idea. You now have the, the experience and the ability to learn this new thing. And so you spend time learning that new thing for a wizard or a cleric or whatever. They, they get access to a new spell level. You think, Oh, suddenly I can just now cast a fireball just because I, I now have the level and could choose a spell. No, you spend time researching the spell. You have to, you have to write it in your spell book. You have to, you have to test it. You have to do all that stuff. All that stuff takes time. Clerics have to pray. They have to burn the incense. They have to do the holy water. They have to do the, the, the flagellation, whatever it is they do for their religion. I don't know, but it, it takes time. Thieves have to practice the little coat with bells on it. You know, you have to practice. So some skills are OJT. Thaco or Thaco equivalent hit point or hit point equivalent, maybe even saving throws. There's an argument to be made there. I get it valid but special abilities magical abilities skills all of these have to be trained a lot of times you have to be taught by someone who already knows it no new spells on level you need to find them and study them once found here's the thing though with you that get you get one for free talking about when you hit that level start your year-long training and you say well i want to do magical study you can study new spells and at the end of your training you will get spells for your new for your new level you can do that that's fine completely legit so there you go fix that problem so yeah i mean uh i i just i just found in my experience that a player who runs a character from 15 years old to 55 years old before the adventurer finally retires feels more accomplished than from 15 to 25, one to 20. Okay. I did it. It just, it, it, it just doesn't give the sense of accomplishment that re actually re aging out a character into retirement gives a player because that means they, they successfully helped their character survive to retirement 
in a magical, especially in a in a fantasy magical world where death is around every corner, and the average age that that the average max age is like thirty five or forty. That's an accomplishment that the player can can take everywhere. Like I did this, you can't take that away from me. But if you stop playing your character at twenty five, like oh, I'll put that on hold. He's already level twenty. I'm like, what else are you gonna do with him? There's nothing else to do. That's it. And there's no and, 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 and if you look prime, he's still an adventurer, but you can't play him because the campaign's over. If you if you look at like movies and and read books and so forth, none of the high level characters are ever twenty five. I, I, I gave that example already. Oh, in did? Okay. Lord of okay. The Rings. Okay. In Lord of the Rings, in the first book, all all the people who are worth anything were at least middle age. Yep. That was it. You know why? <laughs> because they aged as they gained levels. We won't ban you. No, you're not. <laughs> and it's absolutely okay to uh, absolutely okay to give as good as you get. Yep. That's, uh, yeah. One thing you can tell about an old adventurer is that he's a survivor. That is true. Yeah. That is an accomplishment. <laughs> that is an accomplishment <laughs> that that a, that a player is going to take and be proud of. Like not only not only is he 55 years old, level 20, he's retired, he's got a nest egg that will that will you know, a golden parachute that will never touch the ground as long as he lives. Why does he smoke cigars? Because he knows life is short. May as well have some fun. <laughs> ah, we're gonna do this now. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. So, he's, oh, yeah, you're making you a th solid thesis. Go. Look at that. There you go. Non-drunk Brett, a little better at it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you, you give you give more accomplishment to the player. You you get a uh, a more interesting character, and the the uh, player gets to do all the cool background stuff that would otherwise interfere with the tempo of your campaign. All of that is solved by aging oh my God. your character by taking time to level. There, yes, There's probably yes. the reason why every barkeep is an old man with a peg leg and an eye patch. Yes, a retired adventurer who burned through a little bit more of his funds than he thought, or didn't have enough, did the math wrong, forgot to carry the one, ran out of money, had to open a bar. This is true as well, especially. Well, I mean, somebody posted about fifth edition, like the eight-hour rests and so forth. But the, for an older school game, this is absolutely true. Yeah, yeah. Yes, because uh, you only heal so many points per day, and then you know you have to spend it in bed rest and all that stuff. Yeah. The newest RuneQuest game has that. That's good. Saying for sailors. They're old sailors. They're bold sailors, but there are no old, bold sailors. Right? <laughs> okay, there you go. All right. All right uh, did you cover everything you needed? Like I said, I missed the first part of that, but did nope, you cover everything you needed? All right. And it seems that people liked what you had to say. Well, that's unusual. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm the sane one here. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. That's right. I'm the reactionary. Yeah. Always fear the old people who work in professions where everyone dies young. Yes, an old adventurer is nothing to be messed with. You look at that guy, like I've been adventuring for 40 years and you look at him like, you're alive? <laughs> well, that, you see, that's the person that gives the illusion of I can do it too, where you rush right out there headlong and get, all right, make a new character. <laughs> yep, good job, buddy. And this is why I don't like things. Okay, I'm not going to blame 5th edition D&D, but I don't like the power fantasy games because they give this illusion like adventuring is supposed to be fun. 
No, playing the game is supposed to be fun. Yes, it's a game. But adventuring is hard work where you're sleeping on cold ground and things are trying to eat you and attack you. And you come back and you're like, hey, I got I found this item. I don't even know what it's worth. Eh, I'll give you 20 gold pieces for it. You know, I did all that, risked my life, and I can't even buy a new boot. Great. You know. Reactionary spider monkey. Goddamn monkey spider. Uh, also, ta uh, also taking difficult seasons off from it. But yes, I mean, think about it. In the old school one, you'd be healing for a month or two. Yeah. And yeah, why would you adventure in the now? Of course, well, I'll just buy winter gear. Okay, got stolen. I don't do that. I hate well, it. No, no, that, that's a, that's that's like it's a dick move. All the time. Yes, I hate yeah. game masters that hate do that. that. Hate that. I mean, I, I I did it. I did it to one of my players, but it was a running joke. All right, because I I would roll like a d one hundred for like random events. And every, like, it seemed, it seemed, it wasn't, but it seemed like every single time this one player's horse got sick or died. In this D100 roll, oh, a uh, random player character's horse gets injured and killed. Roll By the way, random player. you've got a new good. series to do now because uh, you need more flowcharts and you should make a PDF. Put on drive-through RPG, get you some money. How to properly level. There you go. Get paid for, get paid for what's in that noggin. Yeah. You paid for the wisdom. There you go. Wait, we have flowcharts. You will. Oh, if if, if I let him do it. Oh God. If I let him do his thing. Oh, slideshows uh, abundant. Oh, you'll see God. that with the shadow run. You're yeah, using your slides. You can see it. I, I've gotten three out of the four episodes. The, the slideshows done for the episodes. And I I'm the one that puts the kibosh on that because I'm like, this is a conversation, not a lecture. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't see any uh, flowcharts. Well, yes, yes, flowcharts. Uh, actually, no. When I did my Mage the Ascension for the old Legion Myth live stream, there was flowcharts. Yeah. Oh, somebody wanted you to do uh, Mage. And I was like, well, he's already covered Mage. Yeah. Uh, but talk about like the, the 5e Mage. It's like, ooh, you probably... <laughs> Fifth edition Vampire and Mage suck. Sucks. Bad. Super bad. I, I didn't read Mage, but you did a video on it. But I did read Vampire because somebody gave me a copy. And I was like, oh, is that yeah, what they bad. did? Oh, no, no, no. But I mean, I, I was never a huge fan of it anyway. But yeah. All right. Are we ready for segment three or do you have a little bit more? To I say? am going to have to go because in four hours, I'll be streaming again for another two. Are you kidding hours. me? Are so you going to ignore? Are you going to ignore your fans that want to talk to you right now about leveling up? You're going to ignore I'm them? Sorry. I'm sorry, fans. Okay, yeah, there's there's no 5e, 5e mage yet. I think it was 4e, 4th edition mage, where they completely... The, the, the magic. One I played, they completely ruined magic. Completely ruined the idea of magic. 1st and 2nd edition mage was freaking awesome. Look at that. Look at that. Yeah, he's ignoring us. <laughs> all right, let me get the link out there for, for all you weirdos out there who want to join. Thank you, Heathen Dog, for that. I'll have to watch it later when I edit the videos. And uh, cut all everything you had to say out because you got too much praise, too fair. much praise. It's fair. Your ego can't handle it. My ego cannot handle it. You know what? If you but if you want to handle my ego, like, subscribe, and share. Do it for Heathen Dog, not for me. There you go. <laughs> all right, I put the link out there for segment three as we say goodbye to Heathen Dog. Put the segment three. I'll see you in uh, four hours. Uh, pay attention. Are you going to post it on our Discord? I am. Okay.
FB followers, subscribers, stay on topic, please. Please be pithy. Actually, today uh, I got some things to do as well, so, uh, you know, I will keep it short. But if you've got something to say about leveling up, remember, I didn't listen to a word of what he said at first, so uh, I have no clue what he was talking about. Uh, and uh, if you want to talk about some castles and crusades, bring it on in. And I put the link out there. Otherwise, uh, we'll wrap it up. Call it a day. I do not like being full screen. I hate that. Uh, so stardom does to a person take that 499 away i know right take it away all right and we have mar hawkman who gets another stamp in his uh i've been on every episode uh in a row what's going on mar hawkman oh yeah i was just gonna do like a say something quick about the phylactery things like uh what were phylacteries used for do tell well, what, used for what, liches. That's what they're used for. Well, well, I meant like you know, in the uh, uh, Jewish uh, custom. Well, we like, do I look like a Jew to you? It's actually described in the book, so you know. <laughs> yeah, it, but, it, um, a phylactery is, is it's it's a place to protect or store something. Well, mostly it was uh, uh, used for storing like uh, uh, verses that you wanted to uh, keep close to uh, your heart or whatever. Like, like, like you, you would like uh, wear it as like a, a almost like like a piece of jewelry. It would be like a small uh, varnished wood box with a, a, a scroll with the uh, uh, scriptures uh, written on it. Yeah, exactly what Max said. Okay, why, why does that matter? We're talking about games here. We're not talking about Judeo-Christian religions. Well, uh, the, the 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 relation though is uh, with the whole like lich's soul thing. Is that the, the the box is used to keep that particular thing safe so that it wouldn't be destroyed which exactly relates to to the whole like lich uh thing is that they, they put their soul in that so that their soul is safe and and uh, uh thus whatever happens to their body they won't die so it it it's like i said it's like the whole phylactery thing in that in that context just makes perfect sense to me no, I mean, I mean, it does to me as well. I, I just, the thing is, is I don't care about the religious connotation of it. As somebody who is spiritual in, uh, I, I see a born and raised Lutheran, got really deep into the occult, kind of found my own path of spirituality. Right. I, I, I'm totally like, I just don't care. You can make fun of Wiccans. You can make fun of the Golden Dawn. I don't mean the Greek terrorist version. I'm talking like the, the, the Thelemas and so forth. You can make fun of it. Israel Riccardi, Aleister Crowley. You can make fun of, uh, what's that dude's name? The, he's crazy looking dude in this, uh, that uh, developed Wiccan. You can, mm. you can make fun of, Oh, I don't have them over there. I've got like four different versions of the Bible and the Quran and so forth. I don't care. Like literally don't care. They're tropes. And I'm not yelling at you, but they're tropes that come from like everything in fantasy has some sort of historical context, whether yeah. it's an elf, whether it's a goblin, whether it's a phylactery, whether it doesn't matter, has some sort of historical context. I Stop removing that. Yeah, well, well, that's what I was getting at, though, is that the whole like idea that it's somehow offensive to uh, Jews doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. That, that that's the entire reason why I, I was uh, bringing it up is this mm -hmm. like, like they never explain their logic of why it's they think it's offensive at all. 
Oh, it's three to six adventures. Is that where I got it from with second edition DMG? I honestly didn't realize that. I always said three to five. I didn't realize that came from the DMG of 2E. Well, that just goes to show I do. I know my 2E. Um, yeah. Wow. That's funny. I, I Thank you, Shads. I seriously did not know it came from the DMG where I read that. Um, and, and this look I, again, I'm glad for the information. I think education is a good thing for everybody, especially knowing the historical context. But just like knowing this literally doesn't matter to me as far as a game context goes. Well, it's it's, it's like you said, though, the whole like education thing. It's like uh, uh, people as a, a general rule, how many people do you think actually know what a, uh, a phylactery was originally for? That, that That's exactly the, the, the kind of people that they're going after with this is that people who don't know why anything will just be like, oh, that, that okay, uh, I'll go along with what Paizo said just because Paizo said it, because they don't know any better. Okay, and now for monkey work, because what you put, uh, write on here is literally backward thinking. That's the same thing that GNS or whatever that weirdo Paco says when he's like, well, I'm going to put in LGBTQ. It's up to you to take it out. No, that's backward think. There's no reason to change. You don't do change for the sake of change. You don't do change where it's nonsense. If somebody doesn't like it, then change it to something else. You don't change the core. Once it's changed in the core, then that becomes the expectation. So this is backward think. That's why. You're right. No one is making me change. Plus, I don't play Paizo's nonsense anyway. It's just stupid. It's absolutely stupid to, to change it. Now, would I change it? No, but I, I'm, I'm a commenter on YouTube and I comment on when people do stupid shit. And that's absolutely falls into the category of stupid shit. Oh, I'm betting by is making the change because it's easier to say soul cage than phylactery. Yeah, that might be true. Uh, yep, that's where you got it from the official. So, okay, so I, I didn't realize that. It's just something that I've lived with for a long time. So, hey, it's good to know. Like, it's because they're doing to force the woke crap in. Yeah, when they can. Uh, well, yep. well, my, my thought on this, though, is that like m making a public statement about how uh, the use of a certain terminology is offensive and the blah, 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 blah. When it's um, not, mm, you're basically lying to the public about your motives for what you're doing. And that right. really pisses me off. And, and and just making the change probably been like, what? So whatever, you know, and not care. But yeah, by coming out and saying, we're doing this because we think that that's problematic and wrong. Yeah, then then you get to be called out for being a freaking retard. Okay, um, someone Pizer did care. Well, so, who do you say? Uh, I'm me. That's who the I'm a fucking player. I buy their shit. Well, actually, I don't buy their shit. They need me for their fucking money. That's why. I don't need but, them. But, I got 18 min fucking games behind me. See, so, see, see my thought in this. Who am I to say? Fuck you. I'm a fucking fan. It, that the uh, fact that they don't explain their logic is is part of why I, I suspect that they don't have any real genuine uh, feeling behind it. Yeah, they're, they're, they're just it's all it woke bullshit. It. It's it's no, it's virtue signaling points. That's yeah, why. Exactly. It's virtue signaling points. It's all a bunch of crap. <laughs> and I don't give a fuck. That's that's like the bullshit that uh, what's your nuts? Yeah, well, Chad's are just posted up here. Fucking combat wheelchairs. Uh, uh, oops, no. Oh, hold on. Where, where's that combat wheelchair? There it is. It's a combat wheelchair thing. I don't care if you do that in your homebrew game. You do you. But when you start putting that in the game, like I have to accept, you have to accept disabled people. No, you're changing the face of the fucking game. And uh, Paizo making a public statement saying that the use of phylacteries in uh, RPGs uh, uh, was uh, 
somehow religiously offensive. <clears throat> I, I bite because that's the nature of the show, <laughs> to be honest with you. Well, 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 it, it's, it's also <laughs> the, the, the whole like, like, OK, you, you, you went bait. Uh, I, here, here's a great white shark that's taking your bait. Enjoy. <laughs> And and to to be fair, to go back to monkey work, to to be fair, do I really, really, really care? Like as in, in the grand cons? No, I've got enough games behind me. I don't I don't need yeah, them. And I, I, and I, I, I'm never going to do things the way Paizo says to do it anyway. So it has not been profitable. Look at the look at how well Pathfinder Two has been selling. So uh, raging like a goof, man. I, fuck you. I, I actually <laughs> suspect that that the virtue signaling at this point is basically a. Uh, desperate attention seeking uh measure because they're not as profitable as they wish they were what why are uh why are shark like people i don't know <laughs> uh if you if you if you think it's been profitable you're not looking at so dnd 5e is profitable sort of uh because it's got uh what do you uh, celebrity behind them it's got uh, it's being pushed into uh, into everything nowadays. It isn't. See, it's now cool. In the eighties, first edition, second edition D and D were considered verboten. Only the weirdos did it. But now it's considered cool to be weirdo. So it's 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 a whole different time period. I bet you that using the same history, if you'd put a D and D first or second edition today with the same social media, with the same uh, personalities behind it, but adding in. Things like a critical role, but, but, but for um, RPGA instead of for Adventure League or whatever the hell it's called for 5th edition. If you put in, uh, you know, what, what, what's the name? Vin Diesel playing, you know, uh, a gnome illusionist back in AD&D. I bet you it'd still be just as popular. No, they're doing it for Twitter virtue signaling points for people that don't even buy the damn game. Is it the most played on Roll20? Sure. Not going to argue with that. It's, it's got the most exposure, that is for sure. But is it profitable, profitable? I mean, even they've come out and said you don't really make money in games. So, uh, oops, that's uh, what I shared. Uh, remember, any press is good. Yeah, that is true. And, and also, that's what the show is. The show, we rant about things. That's what we do. <laughs> you originally like a goof and say you don't care because you don't play the game. But I, well, that's to you. Don't like it, don't fucking watch. I couldn't give a fuck about your opinion. Yeah, I just said that to somebody who's watching. I don't care. <laughs> this show is about ranting. Uh, 40-year-old cis white shark's bad. Uh, got my ass kicked more than once. Yes! I got hung up on a flagpole and pushed over in a porta potty Had my dice kicked over. My miniature stepped on. Uh, yeah, had my books thrown off a roof into the snow. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Stuff you actually care about. I do. No, I care about the change. Because the change is nonsensical, and some other asshat is going to pick it up. So I absolutely do care in general pro principle about the change. Well, it's, it's virtue it's, signaling. It, it, it's like that that thing with that that stupid um, OK symbol uh, as yes as Nazi bullshit. It's like no, that was never true. Some idiot on 4chan wrote a post about yep. it. Yep. And people started spreading it around, and then someone who's oh. an actual journalist repeated it on actual news because they didn't actually do any research. And, and, and to be fair, my raging isn't fake. It might be a little excessive on a stream, but it isn't fake at all. 
I absolutely think it's bullshit. And if somebody were to come to me that you can't call that a phylactery, it's called a soul cage, but fuck you, it's a fucking phylactery. I love when people are like, you'd never say that. Have you ever met me? Fuck, I wouldn't. It's like, uh, orcs are evil. I will kill every one of them. Well, in my world, orcs are good. Well, guess what? I'm going to be a murderer because I'm killing all your fucking orcs. Mm. <laughs> like, fucking nonsense people. Uh, equally retarded when Disney read it. Yes, equally retarded when Disney. Well, you don't have to accept it. You can still call it slave one, though. Fuck off. Well, well, he, here's also the thing. It's like, why did he call it slave one? Because I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> like, to be I honest, like, uh, this is one of those things that they um, didn't go into in the movie. OK, and, you're not going into it here either. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> but um his his job was basically, shall we say, not to be a nice person. Right. And uh, he would go around and pick up people for, on contracts that, mm, shall we say, that someone with a uh, shall we, uh, lawful good alignment would not accept. Right. Well, it's just part of being a bounty hunter. And he didn't care where he was getting his money from. Uh, I mean, if there's a deeper reason that, I really don't care. I didn't read the Boba Fett stories because I never really liked him as a character anyway. He had like three lines. So it's like, oh, my God. He's so great. It's like Darth Maul. Why the fuck do people like Darth Maul? I think three lines. Who cares? Maybe, um, I, I, I actually su suspect part of that is that people are projecting is because they're mentally filling in the blanks with something they like. And that's not actually there. My problem with Roll20 is when they went to, even though I don't really care about the creators, um, when they when they said, uh, was it to taking 20 and a few others? Like, oh, we don't need any more white guys. Fuck off. Uh, seems like just trying to hop on SGW bandway and get that type of customer that Watsy appeals to. Maybe. I mean, why don't they just hire Jessica Price back? That dumb cunt. Uh, um, well, I mean, they got burned by her once. <laughs> somebody needs to kneecap that whore. I wonder if they'll ever rename Great, great White Sharks. <laughs> great, great Pale Sharks. <laughs> mm. <laughs> and the change will radiate over to other systems. That is, yes, that's another thing. Well, you know, once it starts, it goes down. Once you start down the path forever, will it consume you? Uh, why do you care about change that happens product you don't use? Uh, again, let's just go back to this right here. Because people take that as a fucking calling card and they change change for stupidity is bad. Change for the sake of change is bad. There's literally no reason to do it. It's the same reason why I rail on a dwarf, pa uh, dwarf paladins or actually worse yet, gnome paladins and dwarf wizards because it doesn't belong in Dungeons and Dragons. I, mean, I, so I don't care so much about that but because uh, that's a different company, but that shit doesn't belong. Well, my thought is that if you let people tell the world as a whole that something is morally wrong and don't uh, say anything against it, you're letting them lie to the public. And then uh, there are people who don't know any better and will legitimately believe it's true. See, and I believe in fighting fire with fire. You're going to salt my world. I'm going to salt your world, too. I firmly do. It's something the heathen dog and I actually disagree on. But uh, I abs I firmly believe if, if you're going to come after me with pitchforks, I'm coming after you with pitchforks and I'll burn your shit down, too. Then neither of us have anything, because if you're going to take it away from me, I'm going to take it away from you. Uh, his bounty hunter often took jobs to the Empire. Oh, God dang it. This bounces around uh, because it's using OGL. That means it'll affect other games it's attached to. Yep. Yep. Uh, I've never understood why people care about changes to new products because, uh, well, OK, nothing is changing the older books. Ah, because IPs are IPs. Intellectual property is intellectual properties. When when you move to the next IP, or sorry, when you when you take the IP to the next iteration, we'll call it, it still should look like the first IP. If it doesn't, call it something different. You don't hear me bitching about Earthdawn having dwarven wizards. 
You don't hear me bitching about, I think even Castles and Crusades having, having that, with that weirdness. Because it's not Dungeons and Dragons. You stick to the history, the canon, the lore of the IP. That's why. If it was only Paizo doing that, that's one thing. But when they come out and they, uh, it's bad for religion. Somebody else is going to look like, it's bad for religion. And then now you're going to see Watsy doing it. Then you're going to see uh, other companies doing it. And next, we're all going to be calling it Soul Cages. Now, I don't, again, if it wasn't done in the virtue signaling context, if it was just done in the context of like, just somebody saw it in the book, whatever. I mean, I mean if it was as simple as uh, the people writing the book decided that they would rather use a different term to make it fit in better with the lore of their setting, whatever, go for it. Have fun with that. Yep. Ma making a, a public statement about how it's like somehow morally wrong to use that term in your book. Uh, no. How does a demon become a fucking paladin? Doesn't make any goddamn sense. Hmm. No, I tell Faizo to fuck off. Support those who do you like, leave the others. No, I won't leave anybody alone. Go fuck yourself. I'm now going to come to your table and knock your shit on the floor. Yeah, because that's what I do. <laughs> At least that's what people think I do. Ah. Uh, all it took was one RPG pu uh, publisher to publish safety tools. Oh, God, yes. Th you know what? This is actually, I, I wish I would have thought about this. You're right. Man, I wish I would have thought about this because this is an argument I've actually used elsewhere. Thank you, Indigo Dragon. It's a great point, yeah. Yes, and I've absolutely, man, beat me to it because I didn't even think about a good one. No assaulting your rule, fuck off. How big of a baby? You can call me all the fucking names you want. I'm I got big shoulders. I don't give a fuck who you are. No one owes you shit. No, you're right. Nobody owes me shit, but I don't owe you shit. And I get to bitch about where the fuck I want. Get your own goddamn YouTube channel if you don't like it. And if you have one, go make your own fucking video about me. At me at it too, so I can comment. <laughs> give a fuck about you. First Flactory, then Soy Walker <laughs> drinking green milk instead of being a Jedi. Uh History Canon Lore is only owned by the creator, content owner. And I get to bitch about it as much as I want. You want to keep typing? Because I'm but, you can just hear fucking or hey, uh, uh, I'm just gonna go circular on you. I don't give a fuck. My, my counterpoint with this one, monkey work, <laughs> is that uh if you the IP owner change the uh IP in a way that the fans don't like, uh it's got a high percentage chance of the fans deciding that they uh no longer want to buy it. Well, and, and that's the point. Fans do own it. That's the thing. That's why they're called fans, first of all, fanatics. They do own it because you don't make any fucking money if you screw it up. Look at the new Star Wars. Look at the new Eternals movie that's come up. People have had enough of it. Yeah, they suffered through the end of the MCU, but now they're they're not having any of this shit. And uh, you know what? I'd rather be a crybaby than a fucking cuck, bitch. Mm. Especially in those companies uh, compete to be the wokest. Yep. Finally, someone would come to my table and actually kick the angel and get things to actually move. Uh, knock shit over. That's what I do. Mm, Let's see. Everyone around me for years, decades at this point, has always said, let them have fun their way or just ignore. Okay, this is why I say I wish we would have gatekept. This is why I say I wish we would have gatekept. Because we let these fucktards in. Like, come on in. Well, I think that what you're doing might be a little this or a little that. Oh, that's fine. You know, you, you, you do you. You play your game. You make your game. You do your thing and have fun at your table the way you want. I give you two thumbs up. I'll give you two big toes up if you want also. Absolutely believe in that. See, but when you come in and ruin my books and my games and the shit that I already have, nah, then I'm going to kneecap your ass. Yeah, the, the, the problem here is uh, when people are telling you you're not allowed to, to do things your way because of some made-up reason and not uh, taking the uh, 
uh, let uh, others do as they may approach. That's make whole- make your own shit. Look at Comicsgate. Comicsgate is a perfect example. Comic industry is dying. They're not dying. They make billions of dollars. No, the movies did. The comic but, books don't. And Comicsgate is coming out and people are making over a million dollars on their comics because they're not pandering to this bullshit. That's why but, we have hashtag RPGate. But to see, because that's the reason why the whole like um, uh, moral pandering thing is a problem is because the fact that they're making a public statement telling the world that uh, everyone who did it the old way is wrong to do so. And basically trying to tell everyone in the entire world that they're not allowed to use uh, phylactery as the word for the thing right. that stirs the soul in, just because it, of whatever. Because uh, it's offensive to somebody. Now, this right here, it's spread throughout the hobby, and now uh, those laid-back types right here. Long t- so I, want, I, said, I think I said it last week. If not, I said it on Friday. I forget when I say shit half the time. Who cares? I am not here trying to be the voice. I am not here trying to be, I'm right and you're wrong. It sounds that way, and I don't care if you take it that way. What I'm trying to be is for people like Violence Solves Everything, who's been doing this, is to literally just add my voice to the mix. I am no better, no worse. Whether you like RPG Pundit, whether you like Grim Jim, whether you like uh, uh, Dungeon Theory, whether you like XP to level 3, whether I don't care who you like. Whether you like Ryan Cannell or Ethan Van Skyver. I, what, whoever you happen to like out there. I'm not saying that all of them agree with what I'm saying, but I'm just, just po- pointing out there. I'm adding my voice to the mix just to let you know you're not alone in this. And yes, I'm antagonistic. <laughs> I absolutely am. Don't care. If you don't like it, don't watch. We ha- that's why we have segment one, to be reasonable and rational. That's why we have segment two, to rant. We get both sides of the fence. We get to teach you something. We get to learn something ourselves. And we get to talk about the hobby we love, which is gaming. And then I get to go off on fucking weirdos that do bullshit like say that Flackery's bad, orcs are racist, and that combat wheelchairs that every dungeon needs to be OSHA approved. Now, yeah. uh, uh, my, my, my uh, counterpoint with the OSHA approved thing is that how, how would you get an OSHA inspector to uh, do a proper inspection of a dungeon anyways? <laughs> well, we have a new channel intro for LOM RPG Digit. Or uh, I saw that you clipped something. I didn't see what that was. It says IDC, so something, but I don't care. Okay, uh, would that be for gatekeepers? Yeah, that's just a clip. Uh, like literally every IP in recent memory, all woke shit. Yes, and sh- capitalize the word shit next time. <laughs> you know, uh, this, this is why this is why the pronoun thing really bothers me. It shouldn't bother me, but it does because I know it's activism. It was forced on us by activism. Yeah. Not not natural progression of language by activism. This is actually something I I, I saw in uh, YouTube comments like one day is that I well or earlier today is that you know it's like uh, some of the uh, trans rights people are violently against the idea of using generic catch all uh, gender neutral uh, terms to refer to a group of people just because they may or may not include trans people. I'm like, wait a second, what? Why is use of gender neutral uh, terminology offensive to you? Why do you require people to uh, specifically address you by- Well, first of all, you don't own pronouns. Well, my pronouns are, no, you don't own pronouns. I don't know where the fuck anybody came up with the idea. You don't own that shit. The pronouns are part of the English language. Well, I identify, 
couldn't give a fuck less what you identify as. You call you and your own little fucking messed up noodle however you want to call yourself. I see you as a dude. I see you as a chick. That's what I'm calling you. End of story. Have a nice fucking life. That's it's going to be that simple. Yes, I'm closed minded about that because English is for communication and that's how I'm communicating. I'm not going to start guessing. Are you old? Are you young? Are you this? Are you that? Are you uh, up and down? Are you right, left? Uh, no, I don't care. You look like a dude. We have constructs in and, this world. And, and, and of course, there's the whole idea that you need to um, find out and learn about the other person in, in order to uh, know how to properly address them. It's like, wait, what? So, so this right here, I do disagree with Max a little bit on this one in terms of it all depends. If the person's proselytizing commie nonsense at the table, trying to bring in real world politics, real world ideology at the table, I agree with you. If the person just feels that way, but sits there and wants to be at the game, but doesn't bring it in the game, I don't care. That's that, but that's me. No, I cannot agree more. We have to fight back far too long. We said nothing. Look where we are now. Yeah. Fucking retards ruin everything with their fake woke shit. Yes. And that's why I'm screaming. I'm not screaming to be the voice. I'm not screaming to just scream at the rain. I'm screaming to let those of you out there who believe in what, what I believe in to know that I'm here with you. I want to be just a voice in the crowd. I want you to have a YouTube video, you to have a channel, uh, you to have a YouTube channel, you to have a YouTube channel. Let's all stand up. Get those Twitter handles out there. I know we all hate Twitter, but let's get out there and let them know that this is bullshit. That Twitter, these weirdos don't even buy the games. Look, I buy these games. I have a Ooh. big gap right there waiting for two more games to come Here's, in. Uh, so speaking of that, uh, I, I sometimes look at stuff on comic book resources and uh, someone on comic book resources published an article uh, or a link to an article from someone at DC Comics. And the uh, person on the DC Comics thinks, uh, said that... Uh, only about 5% of the people who actually buy comic books uh, actively use Twitter. It sounds about right. I mean, it's only 8% of the people uh, that are SJWs anyway. And like every poll that ever comes out, it always pairs out at 8%. So we're catering to 8% of fucking weirdos. I don't care about 8% of anything. Anything. I don't care about 8%. That sounds like putting words in. I'm not putting words. Uh, we just read what they said. They're saying the change and move forward. Where do they say people need to change? Their Nobody said that. But it, but what it does, it spreads out. Next will be Watsy. Then it'll be uh, uh, um, Frog God. That'd be devastating. Then it'll be Troll Lord Games. Then it'll be and it'll be all over the place. It's it's one of those things where um, if it becomes uh, publicly accepted that this is the right way, even whether or not it's actually right, if a large percentage of people in the general population think it's true, then they'll try to do it because they think it's the right thing, even. Or it'll become a cancelable offense. Oh, oh my God. They said phylactery. We don't support them. They're bigots. Oh, oh, oh yeah. That, that's actually a, an interesting one. Cause I like uh, a Twitter has actually uh, put it into their terms of service that misgendering people is a bannable offense now. Yeah. Fuck you. If you look like a dude and act like a dude, you're a dude. You got facial hair, this much facial hair. I'm not calling you a she. It's just not going to happen. I couldn't give a fuck less. But my pronoun, you don't own the English language. So, 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 <laughs> English so, language so, isn't personal to you. So, so of course, there's always the solution is just simply stop using pronouns. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna go back. I don't know if you know this, but like in the 1930s to the 60s, they tried to inject thon, t-h-o-n, as a gender neutral pr pronoun. I'm doing it. I'm bringing back thon. Right, right, my entire mm. book used thon. Um, no, I, 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 yeah. 
Oh, monkey work. Join Max Street. Hash out. Nah, I, I've got to go, man. Uh, Friday yeah. or or next week. Uh, I normally I normally would do it, but I, I even said before that I've got to go. So, uh, only these woke games. Yeah, that that is true. I've never said you can't do whatever you want, but again, it's backward think to make the change and then say, well, you can always do what you want. Just don't change it and let people know that, hey, you know, you could call it Soul Cage if you want. You want to go up the woke deep end as a choice and are free to make new stuff. That pan- Yes, see Evil Hat. Perfect example. Perfect example. And this dungeon is lacking mirrors on the corners. Do you see this lack of handrails? Do I need to start making, marking you down? I will. Well, your dungeon does not meet the qualifications. What they shouldn't be doing is going in and changing existing set. That is it. That, that, see, that's the line. Don't change what already exists. Make your own new shit. And then when people play it and you prove the point that yours is better, there you go. I, I suspect that, that the reason there is is that they kind of sort of expect a outcome there and the outcome is not what they uh, desire. Yeah, it's, it's this whole Daniel Kwan thing. It's like, uh, it's just go back and look at my videos where I brought my actual Japanese wife on who pretty much called Daniel Kwan and his crew a bunch of retards. Like, uh, Daniel Kwan is not fucking Asian. Didn't she call them fake Asians? I, I don't know if she did. Hmm. She probably did. She may have. Oh, that's Streamlabs stuff. Uh, we're getting a lot of comments here. So third person pronouns are used when people are is not around. You want to police how I speak about when you're not around? Get fucked. Right. Exactly. What? This should be this should be highlighted everywhere. Frank Menser was called a bigot for saying this. I don't care what your politics are or how you think. If you come to play and play without disturbing the table, then you're welcome. My God, my God isn't that RP gate? Isn't that hashtag RP gate? But if you start disrupt, uh, disrupting the game with the external influence, I'll remove you from the game. That is the best quote ever, even more than the one I just read off a moment ago. <laughs> this is yes, 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 yes. Uh, transgender people are not non-binary very much about identifying men as women yeah, most of them yeah uh, it's it's 40 year old or 30 year old white women that are the fucking crazy people well yeah but but here's the thing though is that the whole like gender neutral pronoun thing is a is often like a collective pronoun like using the word they to re- refer to an actual group of people and then getting pissed off at you for it it's like that's exactly what the word is exists to be and Mr. Max, if that works for you, I, I'm, uh, you know, I'm not going to take you have the right to associate with whomever you want to associate with. So I absolutely I'm saying that me personally, I think your stance is even more hardcore than mine. But if that's what works for you in your life, you get two thumbs up. I, all right, I don't think you just claim the only English language. That's a terrible argument. They're asking you to refer to them a specific way. No different. You call them by the wrong name on purpose. I don't call people. Oh, no, see, now that's actually people don't know this about me, but. I actually get mad when people use the wrong names. See, uh, uh, another thing to, to point with this monkey work is that this is not a case of me using the wrong name on purpose. This is them getting offended and going crazy because someone just used something that under normal rules of English language is considered fine and normal. And, and here's the difference. Your name is a proper noun. Your pronoun is not a proper noun. The name of a city the name of you that's a name pronouns are not that pronouns are he she it monkey work or, might, might be talking about that stupid dead naming thing where says someone decides to change their name as part of their i dead name everybody but i do gender thing but but i do dead naming as a time stamp 
If I knew you as a man, and we did have a transgender person in Legion of Myth, if I knew you as a man, and then you transitioned to a woman, or let's use a Paul slash Janelle Jacques. When I'm talking about the older stuff that I actually have that says Paul Jacques on here, I say Paul Jacques because that's that timestamp. Once Paul transitioned to Janelle, and I see Janelle Jacques, I say Janelle because that is that person's name now. Yeah, that, 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 that's an interesting one that, that that comes up in a lot of uh, works is uh, the the whole is idea of like uh, this person wrote a book using a certain pseudonym, therefore that pseudonym is the correct term to be used to uh, identify the writer of the book, even if it's not technically the actual name of the writer of the book. All right. Seems that chat has slowed down. I think we've uh, we've talked ourselves uh, out of this stuff here. I do need to go. Um, Alrighty. See you later. So, yep. Thank you, Mark Hawkman, for being here. I completely forgot this was segment three, and Mark Hawkman was here. <laughs> like that. You have a good day, Mark Hawkman. Uh, All right. That was fun. That was some fun stuff right there. Oh God, here's another. Oh uh, no, I'm not saying if someone says, "Hey, my name is X," please refer to me as Y, and you purposely decide not to do that. You're being a dick. If you're not told prior, no big deal. If somebody says, my, you know, if, uh, let's use some people I've worked with. This guy, uh, his first name was uh, actually Mark, but he went by William. Okay. Hey, hey, uh, hey, Bill, what's up? No, I'm sorry. It's the other way around. His first name was William. He went by Mark. Like, hey, Mark, what's up? You end up having three Marks because of that. But uh, I, I don't go. I, I, if you want to be called, unless it's something stupid, like, first of all, if you spell your name A, B, C, D, E, F, G, say well that's pronounced jill no i say i speak the english language and i'm pronouncing the fucking letters you don't get to change pronunciation of letters fuck that spell it as it sounds then be phonetic um but there's a difference between proper names and pronouns so pronouns you don't get to determine not at all not in any way shape or form now if you're like i'm a woman well you better look like one <laughs> if you look like this you're not a woman uh all right indigo you have a good day Yep, I got to get on out of here myself. It drives me mad when you go read on Wikipedia that Caitlyn Jenner won all those medals. Yeah, no, no, Bruce Jenner won the medals. Bruce Jenner became Caitlyn Jenner. Uh, now I regret having my microphone on Ted Petty. Sorry. Hey, um, on Friday when I do the chill stream, we can we can rehash this stuff back up. Uh, I, I don't have a problem with that. Just today is not uh, a great day for me. I apologize. Uh, fun convo. Thanks for the stream, Max and Heathen Don. And look, to be fair, monkey work, I'm glad you're challenging me. No, I, I really am. Even though I'm getting caustic on here, that's just, again, that's part of the show. Challenge. That's what the, that's what this show is about. We brought on JSG, and, and if this was a different time, I'd, I would bring you in to talk about it. Come back on Friday night after Unscripted Evil, and uh, maybe we'll, we'll have a conversation over this. <laughs> like, like uh, I, that's, we don't grow if we don't get challenged, and I don't want to live in a freaking vacuum. I, I don't. So uh, my pronouns are Lord Master. Mine are don't slash care. Uh, OGM loves his Marty. <laughs> uh, oops, wait, uh, that's what they are. You must respect my pronouns. Yeah, I nope, I don't respect your pronouns. I am not calling you that. <laughs> You're douche slash bag. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, crafty, we love you because you donate so much money to us. Thank you very much. Sadly, Friday stream is mostly when I'm fast asleep. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, maybe we'll carve out some more time next week or something. I, I apologize, and I'm still rambling here, and I need to go. Uh, so let me go through the proclivities. But hey, everyone should thank Monkey Work, and I mean this seriously. Should thank Monkey Work for uh, coming on here. And you know what? That's right. You you call it out. I don't care. I th I more people need to call things out. 
Don't be afraid to do that. This isn't an echo chamber. You don't like what I have to say. You don't like what I have to say. That's just, that's the way it works here. And I mean, was it, uh, oops, let me get that off the screen. Um, the, the, uh, was it when Rob did his, oh, let's use Aaron the Pedantic. When Aaron the Pedantic called me out one time. <laughs> so this is my wife. Okay. Female. My pronoun now is dude. <laughs> I'm playing Guild Wars 2. Whoops. Yeah. Uh, in the words of Adam Savage, I reject your pronouns, substitute my own. <laughs> there you go. All with the TAS. Soviet national newspaper. Itartas. Spasiba vam lichinki. Anybody knows how to translate that? Yes, I actually know what the word lichinka means. <laughs> I did call you that. Uh, okay, let's get to segment three. No, I do, I do appreciate that. I, I really do. Um, you know, the, the thing is, is, and that includes you people in chat as well. You have, you have to accept when somebody says something that you don't like, counter them with, uh, with what you believe is true. That's why I don't ban people in chat unless it's porn or gets so off the rails of, you know, crazy racism and, and whatnot that it's like, okay, nope, we're not doing any, you know, extended arm salutes here. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> you know, but uh, just, uh, oh, you may, oh my God, you'll, Jim's uncle, but I privatize segment three. Oh my god, yeah, I privatized segment three, and that's where all the fun really happened. So uh, we talked about castles and crusades. We talked about, you know what, maybe I'll let segment three go live this time. Uh, but we talked about castles and crusades. Heathen Dog did his rendition of, uh, of leveling. He wasn't drunk this time. The eye is okay. I have to put some goo in it so it makes it hard to read. My left eye, in fact, I can tell the goo is finally wearing off. Uh, but uh, you will hear, if you watch this stream, you will hear all about that. Uh, and I'll make sure you get a chance to. So, okay. Oh, no, no, no. I go back to this. So I want to thank all of our Twitch subscribers, our cheers, our members, our super chats, our local backers, and our stream labs, PayPal donations. We did get a subscription today. We got a super chat. We got a donation. So thank you very much. Although the donations or the super chats are supposed to go to give away to all you guys, but no, so you got to give it all the heathen dog. <laughs> so no, thank you very much for that. Uh, you know, I hope you're entertained. I really do. I hope you're entertained by this stuff. Whatever you think about me, I hope you learn something. Even if you learn God Max is an ass and I want to get out of here. That's that's perfectly a legitimate thing to learn. Uh I want to thank all of our followers, our subscribers, our chatters, and our lurkers. And of course, if you don't want to give money to us, give it to the Wounded Warrior Project. Just just yeah, but you know, I I prefer to give it. And as of right now, we'll get to it. We have once we hit three thousand subscribers. Surely you meant spasiba, spasiba. I said spasiba vam lichinka, lichinki. Sorry, lichinki because it's plural, uh, which means uh, thank you, maggots. Uh, <laughs> a, thank you, Ma Mr. Max. You have a good day as well. Uh, but uh, we are going to give away when we hit three thousand subscribers. We are going to give away at least, at least two versions of the thirtieth anniversary of Riffs Worlds Without Number by Kevin Crawford and. All still in its bubble wrap safety, its vacuum sealed so it will last forever. Container is from uh, Crafty Mac Craft, Modifius 2D20 Conan. And whatever we get in super chats between now and 3,000 subscribers, uh, we're going to, uh, I'm going to add half of that to other games, other, other things to give away. I will buy them and we will give more stuff away. So whatever we make in money, half or well, super chat specifically, we are going to half of that is going to go to the giveaway. And there it is. That's right there. Half of super chats. 
go to subscriber giveaway. Boom, boom, look at that. Money equals books. <laughs> Max is doing a Minnesota version of Goodbye Again. No, there you go. Hey, I have to go through the proclivities. And you can follow us on Discord. If you really want to chat with me more, if you really want to argue with me more, come by the Discord. You can do it. If somebody types the word Discord in, it should actually pop up with the real link on the screen there. Um, you can also come by Locals, and you can buy our stuff on Redbubble. We got, we have good things. We have not such safe for work things on Redbubble. We got something for everybody. We absolutely have fr uh, family-friendly stuff. We also have some not so much. That's coming on the bubble wrap. It's uh, Okay, there's no collector items, just items we use enjoy. Yes, Chimera and I agree with you. I agree with you. Absolutely agree with you on that. Uh, I don't even think you have to do bang Discord. I think you can just type in Discord, unless it's been up within like the last 15 minutes or something, because I don't want it spammed. Uh, I think you could just say the word. But, uh, oh, there it is. Boom. <laughs> there you go. Join the Discord server. Good job, Baron G. Uh, and have a good place. No, we knew what you meant, Mr. Max. That's all good. So, and Shazar did it on the Twitch. Uh, yeah, so we'll see. But uh, you can follow us there. And you can follow, subscribe with notifications on YouTube, Odyssey. I didn't go back to Odyssey to see if somebody responded to me. Uh, oh, and now I can't get it up. Hey, hey, don't. I, I didn't mean it like that. I meant the web page. Jeepers creepers, you people. And Wednesday, I think, Tuesday, Wednesday, at 9 p.m. Central, so 10 p.m. Eastern, Gatekeepers, where OGGM is going to talk about uh, mashup, uh, adventure mashups, how to take modules, how to take ideas in your head, how to take a movie and a book and turn it into a module that's fun for your characters. Gatekeepers, yes, a bunch of 40-year-old white guys. It is, uh, I can forget what, the, what I said, it's like the, the the most numerous amount of uh, 40 year old white guys you will see without being put on an FBI watch list is what I think I said. Something like that. <laughs> you can find, and they're going to talk about how to put those adventures together, make them fun and exciting for everybody. So check that out. <laughs> and there we go. That is it. Let me get this back up on the screen. And uh, we'll, we shall do the old music dealer. So, um, what is it I want for words of wisdom to go away to words of wisdom to go away for today? First of all, listen to all sides. You don't have to like it. You don't have to agree with it. Just listen and have it solidify your rejection or have it have you scratching your chin. Go, hmm. OK, I'm very notorious for listening to people and tell them to fuck off right here and then taking a day or two to think about it. I was like, yeah, I actually wasn't such a bad idea. <laughs> Like, not so much on the YouTube side, but in real life, I, I, like, no, I'd never do that. And then secretly, I'm like, hmm, hmm. <laughs> so it's always good to listen to people, um, you know, and you can ultimately reject it out of hand or you can say, you know what? Um, that's food for thought. That's why I say, you know, follow people, watch people, uh, listen to people that say things you don't like. Because that's how we grow and that's how we learn. And I really do hope that uh, Monkey Works enjoyed his time here. Especially, you know, yelling at me. Because a lot of people do enjoy their time yelling at me. <laughs> I think my wife enjoys her time yelling at me. Uh, and I hope you guys uh, have a good conversation with him or had a good conversation with him. And maybe he'll come back and, uh, you know, give us some more crap. I don't know. But it's all good. And with that, I say play games how you want to play them at your table. Just don't come to my table and tell me what I've been doing is bad. And don't tell me I have to change. And don't put stupid-ass disclaimers in front of them because you apparently don't have a fucking clue what you're talking about.